0: Travolting presents The Fraser's Edge, hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore, covering G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, with seven-time special guest, Mark Tilly.
1: Here we go, and we're
0: recording. G.I. G.I. Joe! I don't know, what was, the, what was the theme song for the TV show? Yo, Joe! Yo Joes! I like that part in the movie when the guy's like, Ha ha, yo Joes! Up front. Neither of you guys watched
2: the the TV show. Right? No.
0: Okay. Neither did I. Did you have any of the toys? No. 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 I have absolutely <laughs> no connection to G.I. Joe. Yeah. I have never played with the G.I. Joe. I've never watched the G.I. Joe until this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Welcome to Travolting guys. Welcome yeah. to Travolting. Um, jumping right in. Uh, G.I. Joe: Rise of Cobra. Thank you for listening to our last week
1: episode on Very Odd Parents, <laughs> wish-ology. Odd parents wishology. Wow, and, <laughs> and that's why you watched that. I didn't realize he was. And this that. Is a, was like, okay, Jeff. This weird. is a
0: milestone movie. This is a milestone movie. This, this is, is the, the
1: last movie before we officially cap off his mainstream, mainstream success, success era. era.
0: What it's, a film
1: to cap! This is a good movie to cap. Yeah, off Yeah, this on. is a
0: good cap off. Um, in the sense that he is fully shafted to the he side, is fully in this movie. shafted
1: to a cameo role. Yes, yeah. barely a cameo. Yeah. yeah, cameo would at least like call attention that he's there.
2: I know. Does not call attention that it's Brendan Fraser. I know. I know that, yeah, you know, very reputable sources, of Wikipedia says he begged to be in this movie. That's mm-hmm. what I, yeah, I read that I too. I know, and that's kind of sad to think that, yeah, 10 years earlier he'd been headlining this thing, yeah. And... Probably would have fucking crushed it Steven yeah. Summers too I, he, well, Steven yeah, Summers Yeah
1: And like You know We talked about three episodes ago Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor Which is yeah. not directed by Steven Summers Yes Um
0: How that That movie is That movie's a mess
1: Yeah we talked all about it I don't yeah. need to talk anymore That
0: was the episode Right before No This
1: was three episodes ago I think Three episodes Or yeah. two episodes ago
0: Cause we're very much three In this ago. like In like Brendan's in full decline At this point Like it's It's just sad <laughs> Um all of his, you know, attempts to break out of The Mummy being his only profitable franchise have failed. Um, You know, Looney Tunes didn't work, Bedazzled, Monkey Bone, Deadly Do-Right. All these, like, supposed franchise starters didn't quite work out for him. Yeah. All of his dramatic work, he's either... It's either a bad movie or he gets overshadowed by the lead role in it. Yeah, You're Michael Caines in Quiet Americans. You're literally anyone else in Crash. <laughs> um. And then Inkart's basically the last go at all oh, this for him. Inkart. Oh, my and God. And he only gets cast in Inkart because he's who the author had in mind when she wrote the book. Oh. Like, if it wasn't for that, someone else gets cast in Inkart. So like, it was the author being like... The author's like, yeah, like when I wrote really... this book, Brendan's the guy. Oh, weird. And so, like, if if that doesn't happen, he's not in Inkart. Okay. Someone else is going to get cast in Inkart. Um, and so that's the last run at it tomb of the dragon emperor doesn't work out for him he gets physically broken by that movie he just like cannot do another yeah
1: i was like i watched i we talked about this already but that that is like i think capstone's his last action movie
0: yeah Yeah, and that
2: and that movie like calls him old yeah that movie is like you are the father of a you know and yet a grown action
1: hero well, we talked about we, the last episode. Um, yeah, we don't we, need to relitigate again. is it in,
2: this the one that caps off his mainstream career? I feel like the Fairly Odd Parents movies well, probably the one that had been like. No.
1: I, I, as I said very early earlier when we started recording, like this is like a cameo that's not a cameo.
0: Yeah, it,
2: it really is. Like, a cameo would be like it's like an homage to Bernard Fraser. Yeah, it is like Barely. sort of like it's he like yeah, have, he's the former guy because he is GI. He,
0: I mean, he, you know, Sergeant yeah. Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing, the reason why this and Fairly Odd Parents end this era, is Fairly Odd Parents. He's playing a character who is the action hero who missed his chance. Yeah. that's his character in that movie, Turbo mm. Thunder. Um, and then in this, pretty meta. He's just like the action hero of the past. Okay. And so none of the movies after this are quite as retro introspective. Yeah. So that's why I felt like this is the the cap off to it. Yeah. Because this is the one where it's like this is a big movie. And this is the farewell to like Brendan, the action yeah. star. Uh, this end, Fairly Odd Parents, which is a very weird lineup. That is, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I think the movie's this movie's failure is that he is not bringing his sort of cartoon action yeah. hero sensibility to the movie, yeah. and Channing Tatum is playing it straight. Yes, and that's yeah.
0: There's there's one
3: great performance in this movie. Shit, There's... fuck, shit, fuck. Guys, I'm here. I'm so sorry I'm late. Did you already start? You fuck. fuck. God damn it. God. Shit, fuck. Oh, shit. Fuck, i so the, the way over, All the way over, all the way over. No, 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 no. So
1: Just Je- Jeff, down to zoo. Oh. <laughs> oh,
2: no, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm at levels okay? No, tell me he's leaving. Jeff, tell me he's leaving. Tell me, Jeff, tell me he's leaving. Jeff, Jeff, tell me he's leaving right now. Cole, you have to go to work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my level's good Stuart on my level's good I'm so sorry guys Daylight savings time Always fucks me over <laughs> I'll kill you thought we'd get this An hour later I'll
2: kill you Tell <laughs> Hi Harper Where's Harper Is Harper there Harper's Hi. Cole's dog. Hi I'm here <laughs> you Did you guys watch. Did you guys already start yeah. Uh, uh, well we Folks, did but y- you, you know and that's all my thoughts that I have on JJ With guys. special
1: guests so Cole Bradley, <laughs> Bradley. With the, Bradley! Thank, you, thank you so much yeah. for
0: having me
3: I'm so glad you guys came to your senses And cut the Brandon Fraser show early And started this like late period Just Gordon-Levitt show Yeah. Uh, and I'm really <laughs> glad to be here to inaugurate uh, your Just Squared Eleven podcast.
2: Yes, Cole. Cole and I have a hard rule where we can't talk before noon. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even matter
0: what. It's my time zone. It's not his time zone. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, Cole. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Doncast Johncast.
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because folks, we're not talking about Brendan Fraser anymore today. <laughs> Wait, what? We're talking about Cole. Who are we talking about today?
3: Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> giving oh, one no! of the most unhinged performances anyone has ever given in a movie oh. in the film G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. I, Mark. I'm, Jeff, Jeff, I'm delirious. What's my, happening? Hold Jeff, my hand. Hold Jeff, my hand. Jeff, yeah, I need to call my mom. Dream. What's happening? Jeff? All right, folks. So, uh, F, uh, do any of you guys ever watch G.I. Joe? Because no. I'm an adult, so that was, I. Have
2: to... That was the first. <laughs> was the first question I asked. None of
3: us. Well, G. I'm G. Joe. late, Marcus. Yeah, I'm sorry. All right.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's
3: got shit. So. <laughs> have have a vague understanding of GI Joe. I know Ripcord thing, and Duke. I know the of The names thing and the that's insane that's about the Joseph gordon leather performance is even I, someone who's never seen GI Joe. I can do a Cobra Commander impression. Yeah, right. It's kind of a famous voice. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's do not it. do it. Do it then. It's just like you get really high pitched, and it's oh, like yeah. almost <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Mark <laughs> Hamill's Joker. <laughs> I will That's kill the it. Joes. It. Yeah. Right. It's that. Yeah. He... What the fuck is Joe Gordon Levitt doing in this movie? Because <laughs> he's not doing that.
2: And well, it's no, you can't he's even, buried you can't like even... three.
3: He's like buried three rolls deep. With <laughs> Mark. <Yeah>. Mark Cole. <laughs> but it's.
1: Right, cool. it, do, you, do, do do you
3: feel a charge? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the other thing is that when, when <laughs> even even if you want to say like he's not playing the commander for most of this movie, like the big reveal moment. When he becomes the commander, his voice gets well, deeper. Yeah, deeper. <laughs> no, it's... that is what a true artist does in <laughs> it's this.
0: Because he's already like <laughs> kind of hard to understand, and then he puts the second mask over the first mask, and he's just like.
2: <laughs> oh, it's fantastic! I love, I love the wig as a disguise. Oh my god! <laughs> as if he needed the wig, you
1: know Cue the fucking wig ranking right now. <laughs> This wig is going in the trap. Uh, light oh, it on God. fire. If you guys- the- light it on fire on his fucking head. <laughs>
2: light it on fire on his head. <laughs> JGL would have such a good hair ranking if you guys actually fuck. did him. Jesus oh. Christ!
3: Can I? Did- what's the best JGL hair? The best
0: JGL hair the <laughs> is the is walk. It- yeah. it's the walk wig.
1: It- it's the uh, it's the scene in Looper when it goes through his oh, timeline fuck. of what he tra-
3: he ages. So this is yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say, yeah. Stuart. It's, <laughs> it's future cool. Looper. <laughs> With the receding or hairline he's, Where
1: he's not Bruce Willis yet.
3: Yes. But they're like aging him towards Bruce Willis. Yes. No, I know. I know exactly where you're at. Like, we're, broad, we're right? You're thinking of the same shot in Blooper. <laughs> <Leopard. laughs> uh, I was, I was going to say fucking Mysterious Skin.
2: Oh, yeah. I know no one's yeah. seen Mysterious no, seen Skin. His, yeah, his hair is But that hair nice, is
3: incredible.
2: Yeah. He looks like anime, like anime boy in that movie. Yeah. Yeah
0: is it um, i'm looking through the i G-G-L. love his hair
2: is Brendan and brick too. the floppy yeah He's i know so you good. do it's that's a great like, haircut a great haircut when when did you orchestrate this thing with cole when did he come on what what when, when? Uh, did you
3: not tell him i was gonna be on jeff i just want to see what happened <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I, are you doing i had no idea why was i yelling i yeah very, how we long? definitely
3: Leaks? didn't have this conversation at a wedding In July
0: of last year, I was definitely was I on this episode last July? Yes. Oh my god, Mark, you've been booked for this episode for ten months. Oh my
3: god, you, Jeff, Jeff was talking to to Morgan garrity Uh, And he said, basically, the only episode we have booked is G.I. Joe. And I was like, what fucking nerd wants to be on the G.I. Joe episode? (laughs) Because I kind of like that movie. And he was like, Tilly. And I was like, can I be on it, too?
1: (laughs) Okay, Cole. Sorry. I I have to just make sure that we have the exact frame of I'm pretty uh, sure Luke we do in our head okay it's this drop it in the chat it's this shot right where he's like looking at the sunset kind of yes yeah! <laughs> let me see this let me see this <laughs> this is it's when, oh, no! it's, it's when he goes to the future oh, and he's no. turning into Bruce Willis
3: cause there's there's the there's the montage okay, to like so explain good. Willis's motivations that has to age up um that has to age up JGL. That That's so a pretty. fucking demented performance, too. So pretty. That's What's so... the most demented performance Joseph Gordon-Levitt has ever given? Easy answer: A.
4: <laughs> is
3: it A? Cobra Commander. <laughs> B. The Looper. C. Philippe Petit, huh, 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 or D, Donathan Jonathan. It's Don John, baby. <laughs> I know, but his Snowden is really weird, too. So here's the thing. <laughs> the Snowden. I, I'm oh, Edward Snowden. Here's the, here's I'm the, Edward Snowden. Here's Nicholas the... Cage, will you help me out? I'm <laughs> Edward Snowden. Here's the The least. thing about watched... his Snowden performance, let me just say this. is it is in fact an impeccable impression, right? Yeah. Like, he sounds exactly like the real guy. And yet, for some reason, it is the most cartoony, unbelievable thing he's ever done.
0: Do you guys remember the Snowden Comic-Con panel?
3: No. (laughs) No, They had a
0: Hall H Comic-Con panel for (laughs) Snowden. The Oliver Stone, Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. And I think it came, like, right before The Force Awakens. It came right before some crazy panel.
3: Snowden came out a year after that. Was it maybe, like, Rogue One? Let me find out. It came
0: it was like it was like Snowden was right before some ridiculous like I think it was a Marvel movie actually. Um I'm looking up in
3: twenty sixteen yeah. it wouldn't have been. I'm
0: looking up the twenty sixteen schedule. Snowden's for Hall fall twenty sixteen, right?
3: Snowden is a September twenty sixteen movie. It's the first movie I ever saw in Chicago in a theater. I'm sorry. That's that's why I'm so like locked in on the date that Snowden came out because it's the first movie I saw in Chicago when I moved there. Wow. Uh, have you guys seen Snowden? No. Yeah, of course, no Just one, one has. Rubik's you know YouTube how like YouTube. biopics love to do the thing where over the end credits they show like photos or videos of the real person. Right. Yeah. yeah. That like super hackneyed thing. Snowden ends with him like skyping in to like a classroom and giving like a talk on like cybersecurity and ethics and stuff like that. And it ends with him giving this big heroic speech. And it's a shot of JGL at his computer, right? Like giving this speech. And then it cuts to a shot of like the attentive students listening as his audio plays over. And then it cuts back and it's actual Snowden. And like the last two minutes of that movie. Jesus, Yeah our actual Snowden okay, giving this cool. speech that's about cool. the need like for that. like open information. I it's that. insane. I like okay.
0: That. It, it's a lot funnier.
3: What is so it? Snowden
0: what is had the 11 AM or 11 45 AM hall H slot. Um, yeah. it is followed up by the Valerian and a city of a thousand planets. <laughs> yes. <Hall H> slot.
3: <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Let me see what follows up Valerian. Um, when you guys do any... Jeff, did you tell Stuart that I have a blanket dibs on Southland Tales?
0: No. for
3: Okay, what? Stuart, if you ever do anyone who's in Southland Tales on this show, You're I don't on. know that you would. Uh, I have dibs on that episode. I'm also calling preemptive dibs if you ever do anyone who's in Valerian in a city of a thousand <laughs> planets. <laughs> if, you, if you do Ethan Hawke, if you do Cara Delevingne, if you do Rihanna, that'd be fun, doing actually. I like
2: a 5-0 cast. I could see them do. it. Is that. he in that? He, yeah, oh my God, he, yeah, he's he is in that. So yeah, yeah, I could see them doing yeah, that. Yeah,
3: Clive Owen. Yeah, if you do Clive Owen, I also have some other ones I want, but I definitely want Valerian. Wow. A normal movie. A
1: very normal movie. I've not seen it. I've not seen Valerian.
3: I was telling Jeff last night, and I'm sorry, uh, but the motion picture G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra, um, turns me into a uh, koala. In terms of brain smoothness, uh and everything in this movie just slides right over my like tiny cranium. <laughs> oh my god.
1: We've really got off the rails.
3: This is a real we used to be We're like a in. proper country movie in that it's just so fucking like nothing of a movie.
0: It's dement, yeah, it's, but a it's sup-
3: fascinating it, it, it's a at Super the same, Bowl same time. Trailer
2: movie. I mean, that's what I think yes. of when I that when I that's watch a, this movie, yeah. I just think of this is like the whole movie feels like a Super Bowl trailer.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And in ways that are, like, interesting, too, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to dive a little bit into the making of this movie?
3: (laughs) Sure. Sure. (laughs) I know, like, one thing about the making of this movie, so please enlighten me.
0: So, basically, this movie, and like, there's, like, random starts and stops of the making of this movie from, like, the 80s and 90s. Nothing really comes to fruition through it. Yeah. But around 2003... (laughs) <laughs> the beginning of 2003 um Hasbro and Lorenza, uh, Lorenzo Di Bonaventura um start talking about the potential of making a GI Joe movie
2: okay 2000 the,
0: yeah the beginning of 2003 they start development of the movie um Don Murphy is also involved at this time um they don't hire a writer yet but they do just like start talking about it then, a few months after they start talking about it, uh, the Iraq War begins. Yeah. Uh, no studio wants to touch G.I. Joe. Yeah. And so Don Murphy and DeBona Ventura go off, and they're like, well, what's something else in this vein that we can do? And they'd already start talking about like what the basic structure of the movie would be.
3: What's something can else I, we can do? Can I briefly just sidebar about yes. De Bonaventura for a yes. second? This guy's probably best known as the guy behind the Transformers movies. Yeah. But it is worth acknowledging that when he was an executive at Warner Brothers, he is also the guy responsible for Warner Brothers developing both the Matrix and the Harry Potter films. He is like quietly maybe like the most important post-Bruckheimer. Yeah. Like studio hack producer type.
0: He, he Yeah, he gets those major franchises done over at WB. He yeah. makes this move into like independent producer working through Paramount. And, and you go first.
3: Oh, I was just saying, and then basically just does Transformers and G.I. Joe movies for the rest of his career.
0: Yes, he gets really into like, the Hasbro a, pipeline.
3: Yeah. Like he produced like the Pet Cemetery remake that sucked and everyone forgets exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically he just does toy movies for the rest of his career.
0: Yeah, the only movies that Devonaventura Ventura post-Transformers has done that aren't Transformers or G.I. Joe are Stardust, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, Pet Cemetery. That's it.
3: <laughs> and the uh oh there there is also a secret pet cemetery prequel that I believe shot uh yeah,
0: and Paramount is sitting on the Plus. shelf. Yeah. Oh he's, weird guy. He's weird also guy. producing Madame Webb. A movie
3: that is going oh gonna come god, out. Weird, weird, movie weird. that's definitely gonna happen.
0: Well, that, so does he
2: stay at Paramount like post GI Joe or so? Like, he, he, he
0: I I am now seeing that his Wikipedia is weirdly formatted where they list the movies he produced. Oh yeah, i am seeing this studio. too. Oh, I miss there are a few he has done. Otherwise, he also did Salt Red, um, American Both Assassin, Meg The Megs, Deepwater Horizon,
3: Constantine.
0: <laughs> yeah, so there is a few others.
3: Oh, so yeah, his his Wikipedia is poorly. Uh, Format Oh god he was involved In fucking Sin too Jesus weird Guy Very weird
0: like career from this guy But he and um, He and Don Murphy are working on this The Iraq war breaks out don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole they kind of talked About like how they wanted to modernize The property though and that's very important Uh, Because they go off and they're like What's the other thing we can do Transformers yeah, And so they immediately launch into Transformers with Michael Bay, um, yeah, and Spielberg gets involved around that point. We're not doing the Transformers cast. That would be months of my life if we were to do that. Pardon? <laughs> uh. well, I mean, it's funny that they, I mean, and, and then this comes back around because Transformers
2: does so well, but they avoid yeah. doing G.I. Joe because of the Iraq War and military. I don't know if this is legit. Yeah. But then they do Transformers, and then it becomes so military heavy.
0: Well, because in Transformers, you don't have to deal with it being G.I. Joe. You can still do it. You we can have your have... cake and eat yeah. it too. Yeah, I
3: mean. The thing the th- the thing, that's interesting though about, about their apprehension to doing this is like for all the G.I. Joe is based on a cartoon and based on a toy line, it's also based on a comic book. Yeah. yeah. And that comic book is so x men mm-hmm. Um, It's like so x men that the guy who wrote that comic book Is the guy who they hired to do the Wolverine Like the first proper Wolverine Ongoing series Like a lot of stuff that's happening in the X-Men movies At this time is like Rooted in the same sort of comics That the G.I. Joe comics yeah. are Which means that that's a movie you could make You could just make this a superhero movie, right? And they almost do They kind of do This yeah. is a little X-Men 2000 Directed by Brian Singery yes. in, in its structure
2: Yep. In which they yeah. Get no. Almost in. exactly. Yeah. And that, and that the costuming too. In the costuming, the first act of like yeah. Wolverine and Rogue on the street, and the X Men swoop in is the same thing yes. as the the convoy. Yeah. That's all. Well, the thing
3: I only find difference in, is that's a masterpiece, and this is that not. The movie's so fucking good. Next first is
2: great. Hour of that movie. I mean, the whole, yeah. You
3: know what's yeah. you know what's also good, Mark? Yeah. The last forty, well, minutes, of last 40 <laughs> minutes of that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah I know,
0: I know, I know. <laughs> Well, the, the thing that's interesting to me, especially, is that this movie essentially has the same opening as Transformers. Like, the convoy attack yeah. in this almost features some of the same shots uh, as the blackout attack at the base in Transformers.
3: Does 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 Transformers start with a dude getting tortured in the 15th century? Because uh, <laughs> I'm pretty no, sure this movie uh, does, does not. Transformers, the last one, night yeah, the, the fifth one does. <laughs> I forgot I've that that was seen... the opening
2: of the
0: movie. Yeah. Fuck. Borderline <laughs> incomprehensible.
3: You know, you know who else forgot that was the opening of that movie, Stuart? Who? Uh, the movie <laughs> once that scene ends. <laughs> it is. It impacts nothing. It does not matter. Yeah. it's. it's, it's just I thought I was there. watching
1: The Man in the Iron Mask for a moment. I'm like, oh, shit, it's wrong movie. And then I was like, nope, it's there. G.I. Joe.
0: <laughs> Where's Leonardo right. DiCaprio? So. De Ventura, um, I just want to quickly read why he really wanted to do a GI Joe movie. Um, yeah, his his exact quote was: "The reason he felt a draw to GI Joe is because of what the Joes stand for and what Duke stands <laughs> for specifically in this movie." Absolutely,
2: absolutely. I, I don't know what absolutely.
0: Now, I will. I will, my, I will my actually hand put this out there, to my brow.
3: That I would maybe argue the biggest problem with this movie is that I don't actually know what that means. Um, no. <laughs> yes, like it don't stand for anything. Say, say what you will about the Transformers movies. I certainly have. And say what you will about Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, the movie I think this movie is most in conversation with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that movie does, in fact, stand for something. It, Even if what it stands for is, like, the purest evil man mm-hmm. has ever known.
0: Revenge of the Fallen is a movie entirely about the president of the United States uh, trying to, like, deport all the Transformers, and it leads to an alien invasion.
3: (laughs) That is the plot of that Transformers Revenge of the Fallen is Michael Bay taking advantage of the writer's strike to fully make a movie that is just his pure concentrated ire for the American public. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Just beam straight back at them like a fucking demented Lacanian mirror. I love that I don't, movie so I don't think it's much. good.
0: <laughs> but I, it's... <laughs> it's kind of good. Mark, is Revenge evil. of the Fallen kind of good? No, it
2: yeah, it's fully kind of good. Okay. Yeah, no, I what think, are I you think, talking about? I think Revenge of the Fallen is kind of good.
3: I saw Revenge of the Fallen in 2009 and yeah. have not watched yeah, it shut since. Shut up,
2: me too. You don't get to brag Revenge about of th- being alive in
0: 2009.
3: Revenge of the Fallen... I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I haven't seen the movie in fucking 14 years. Yeah, not me
0: neither. Revenge of the Fallen is the kind of movie where, like... They're, like, fighting some CIA black ops dudes. And then they're like, what if we went to the pyramids and discovered that they were built by Transformers?
3: And those Transformers had nuts and pissed on people. Yes. You cannot forget that the Transformers had nuts and piss on people.
0: Uh, John Turturro is weeping as he climbs the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's this incredible interview with Turturro where he's just like... Transformers Revenge of the Fallen is one of the most incredible productions I've ever worked on. I wept as I stood upon the pyramid.
3: <laughs> it's it's insane that Paramount opened these movies six weeks apart. Yeah. Right? So close. They would never, we, we got all like pissy as a culture when Disney was like oversaturating tentpole movies in the summer of 2019 when they like were spacing them out like three or four weeks apart. But even though that's like different branches of the disney empire you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. like having the two paramount toy movies that kind of have a similar ethos to them uh in that they're both kind of about how inane the idea of making a movie out of a toy is because i do think that's what this movie is kind of trying to get at six weeks apart is fucking buck wild and And it's not even the weirdest thing about this movie's release date
0: And this movie, we'll get to it at the end, this movie is like a moderate success, um, but I think it's, you know, relation to Revenge of the Fallen, a movie that made a load of money, but got uh, heavily scorned, um, definitely hurts this movie in its release.
1: Uh, Question. Answer. Where's Brendan Fraser in all of this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No one gives a shit. (laughs) We talked about him already. (laughs) Did we already? We yeah. We, it we started with uh, where he's at. Oh, okay. Um, and we'll get to his involvement maybe. I
3: don't. I don't know why you're bringing up Brendan Fraser on the Doncast yeah. Cast John Cast. Yes, yeah, because the Cast John Cast. As we've Chester. clearly established. <laughs> Jeff, question. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, I have a question for yeah. you. What's your favorite scene in Don John? Oh my God. Because um, mine's definitely the bit where Scarlett Johansson calls him a faggot for liking to clean his apartment.
0: Yes, he's like, I'm gonna go get a Swiffer,
3: <laughs> and she's like, "What are you gay or something?" <laughs> but if, no, sorry, I'm, it's, I'm sorry, I'm doing that wrong. It's it's not a joke. She like grabs him, pulls him in, makes sure no one is like listening, and then goes, "Are you gay?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true. This is in the grocery store. Yes.
3: Yeah. No, yeah. That's a fantastic. It's the, no, it's actually the best scene in the movie.
0: Um the I mean, it's hard to get over the shock of just the opening of that movie. But I think my actual favorite scene is when she finds him watching porn and he basically turns into a Tim Robinson character. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and he's just you like You like movies. They give
0: awards he's like, to movies. You like they movies, give a I like to movies, water. my movies are great. <laughs>
3: He's like, I don't like porn. I
0: don't watch porn. I like movies.
3: I I will say an actual thought I had about this movie is that this movie is very much like the kind of movie that they would go see in Don John down (laughs) to a checked out Channing Tatum. Yeah. Oh, Uh, that is actually
0: a great. So I watched Don John by complete coincidence last week. (laughs) I was not intending on watching Don John prior to this episode. Every man,
3: every man, there comes a moment in his life where he must watch Don John.
0: Stuart, (laughs) Stuart, the bell tolls for me. It's coming. (laughs) I refuse. Stuart, you and me are going to
3: watch Don John. No, we are not. Not together. I see a world in which Don John becomes a gaudy level obsession for Jeff. Oh, (laughs) fuck.
0: I can't. I can't deal with this. Uh, Fellas, we got to do something real quick. Uh, Ranking. Uh, his body, oh, his pad, his ride, <laughs> his family, his church, his boys, oh, his girls, his born. We gotta rank them. If well, I had seen the movie, I could do
3: that very yeah. well, Jeff. Okay, okay it, uh, here's here's what I'm gonna say. Pad number one. It's a good pad. <laughs> pad, pad. pad a hard number one. I'm gonna because... say his family. Number two. Well,
2: I, let me I, I let me yeah, do my...
3: quickly. Okay, Pad number one because it's a really nice pad Girls number two because ScarJo and Julianne Moore Are giving like the most fun performances Of that movie Boys number three because the guys in that movie Are also fun Family four because you want more of them though But they're still fine the car's fine, so that's at five. The body isn't very good, so that goes at six. <laughs> Church goes at seven because it doesn't actually factor into the movie, and I have to give porn eight because they didn't actually like pay for licensing for any of those titles. <laughs> it was like kind of a bit of a controversy <laughs> at just the time. Filmed porn
0: off of Pornhub,
3: and it's badly edited porn too. Holy. That's my ranking, Jeff. What I- you got?
0: I mean mine's pretty similar. I might move I might swap family and boys. Sure. I because want Tony, more from Tony the Danza though. Where he yeah. styled exactly the same as JGL in that movie. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking.
3: I remember when that movie came out, they, they really tried to like sell it as an Angels in the Outfield reunion and that like landed to crickets <laughs> cuz no fuck. one gives a shit about even Angels even in realize the Outfield that,
2: and I've seen fuck have you seen yeah. angels in the outfield yes yeah i've seen that movie mark what's what's times. your ranking i would put body at no oh, fuck i don't know dude i'm still weirded out that you're here jesus christ i was not <laughs> prepared for this <laughs> uh, Spirit,
0: the opening of don john is him looking uh basically watching porn and he's like there's eight things that matter to me in life my body my pad my ride my family, my boys, my girls, my
3: church, my porn.
0: I I mix up some of the order, but.
3: Stuart, I I have to stress this. You know how like every trailer these days loves having some like rhythmic percussive like elements that loops on itself? Yeah. Arguably the Don John trailer invented that but the loop was my body, my pad, my ride, my family, my church, my boys, my girls, my porn. Like it just kept. That was just the trailer. Was that audio drop getting faster and faster? Here's also the. I, I want to watch this movie. No, dude. I have shown, I this, want to watch I have shown this. I have shown this, I have shown this
2: movie to people who should have hated this movie. I showed this movie to my wife, and she liked it. This movie has because such. A, this movie has insane. such a charm, and it's so insane to watch. You have to watch it. It will win you over. It I will,
3: will. I will also say – don't have the time. <laughs> the thing, It's right, like right. 90 minutes. You're fine. The thing about his body, because he's supposed to be like a New Jersey Guido who loves working out. He's supposed to be like a fucking Jersey Shore guy. But isn't the body but part, part of the like, joke, though?
2: That's what I'm – I'm thinking you rank body I don't, I too I not tell because if that's part
3: of the joke. His body because... not being
2: fabulous is part of the joke because he <laughs> thinks it's so great. But it's not. I, I can't tell. You I know, think like, JGL well, well, is smart enough for that.
3: <laughs> I think he is. I don't know that he is, though, because he... Into the mic he fighting, famously into the mic. said that the reason he liked shooting mysterious skin is because Greg Araki was the first person to film him as like a sexual being and that he loved feeling hot. All right, so G.I. Joe, guys, it's so right. weird that I. he Joe himself, starts off with a 15th well, century well, so the pre- the context corner.
0: When
2: I say yo, Joe, I'm talking about
1: We JGO. have been talking for 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes. Some episodes haven't even been that long of the show. <laughs> and we have
3: not even begun talking hey, about Joe. Hey, Stuart, Stuart, you asked me to be on this episode. <laughs> I We're not going to be three on this hours. episode. Jeff Don't
0: you breathe an evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> All right. So two years after the Iraq war <laughs> begins, uh, <laughs> the, U- <laughs> the U.S. <laughs> Is this is
3: the so, best episode of this
0: podcast. So, <laughs> the U.S. military is, is closing in on Saddam. <laughs> we're about a year and a half out from getting they need it. to fucking go. <laughs>
3: you haven't even introduced Ahmed Chalabi, okay? You've got to go back to the early 80s.
0: <laughs> so, Stuart, you can be upset, but this is the energy of G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. so <laughs> we're about a year and a half out from Saddam um, being captured. Uh, fi- actually, wait. Let me quickly... Can oh I fact God. check that oh because I, I realized I was looking oh at the wrong thing. Fuck. I was looking at the wrong thing. Um, he was okay. No, he's been captured already. He hasn't been executed though. Um, this is the this is the time frame. So the we the uh, U.S. military's captured Saddam. So like they're like, all right, we can put GI Joe back in production. <laughs> it's like all
2: right, this is behind us. So green light
0: in February two thousand five. Uh, Debona Ventura is. Finishing up post-working on his movie Four Brothers um, with John Singleton. And he just takes the writers from that movie and puts them on G.I. Joe.
3: Four Brothers, a normal, another famously normal movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does that
0: one have Mark Wahlberg in it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does.
3: Oh, my God.
0: So, um, the mo- one of the big things they do at that time is they move a character from the British Action Man toy line into the movie... And I'd like to I'd like to read you Devon Ventura's reason why they put Action Man in this movie. Unfortunately, Bush has put us in a position internationally where it would be very difficult to release a movie called G.I. Joe. To add one international character to the mix is a sort of fun thing to do. Oh my god.
2: What? That doesn't make any sense at all. What there are two-
3: <laughs> <laughs> I the Arguably, whole... I will I will say this. Arguably the most fun decision this movie makes is, like, trying to reframe G.I. Joe as, like, a U.N. international team yeah. and putting Adewale Inokuye Adebaje and uh, what's-his-face, um, Saeed Taimaui Tama, uh, yeah. in the movie as, like, the 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 other guys who are goofing. Like, personally, because those two guys are so fun and they're such good actors, but they, like, they do spice the movie up and make it not just, like, a weird jingoistic fetish text, which, like, the sequel kind of is.
0: I've never seen Retaliation, but we'll talk it about it at the end. Stinks. It's bad, yeah. yeah.
3: And it's directed by a real director, too. That's mm. the other thing. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, this script with Action Man in it leaks online. Um, Cobra is not in this movie at this point. They've removed Cobra.
3: They're, Cobra's like, technically not in the movie,
0: period. Yeah, it's the so. rise of them. Uh, we get, like, yeah. 20 seconds of Cobra. Um. So, this script leaks online by El Mayembe of Relatina Review. Um, it gets such a negative fan reaction from the G.I. Joe heads. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Mayembe suggests that Stuart Beattie rewrite the script. Devon reasons reads this and is like, sure, I'll hire that guy. You
3: don't... <clears throat> So, that <laughs> you don't did that actually happen. I know he's that a actually studio happened. plant. I know he's a studio plant, but you really don't ever have to listen to El Yeah,
0: it's wild that they straight up just listened to him. <laughs> he's like They were like,
2: "What had he worked on that he was like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy should write uh, the sequel."
3: He had worked on working for press for studios. For like ten years at that point, because that's what that guy does. Stuart,
2: no, Stuart Beatty. At this point, Beatty oh, the writer, Beattie, the writer that, that, that that he would yeah, be like, oh, at, that's, at this, this point, like the guy who should work Beattie's
0: on it. Beatty's most recent script was Michael Mann's Collateral. He'd written yeah, collateral. I knew, yeah, yeah. I knew it was and that's why pirates. Yeah, he wrote pirates, dude. He yeah. did the story yeah. for pirates. He, yeah, no. Yeah, but
2: yeah, 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 rocio, yeah, rocio and Rossio and fucking um, what's his name? Are, if
3: if he, pirates. you guys are all smart enough to know this. If he did the story for pirates, he's fucking doing uncredited shit. Yeah, for all the studios on a major level.
2: But look at the list of people that they start. Yeah,
0: yeah. Fun fact: Stuart Beatty's career after this. He does a lot of things that don't exist. And then his most recent work is he wrote the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show. He wrote four episodes of it, which actually explains a lot. Um, he also wrote Interceptor. That, wh- that whiff of a show.
3: Interceptor, which is a really good, like, 90s-style Elsa Pataki action movie uh, that, like, actually rules
0: the uh oh. no one saw. I yeah. remember you telling me about this.
3: It's really good. Oh, I, I I told you because I knew you oh, would appreciate it. If year, I, to- right? it came out last year, yeah. and I knew Jeff, you particularly appreciate me saying there's an action movie that ends with everyone on times in Times Square watching the hero on like a live stream beat <laughs> the bad guy and cheering. Like that's how old school this movie is. <laughs> that's a good vibe. It's a good vibe. <laughs> that's my kind of movie. Uh,
0: so, um, th- at that point, Stupid is rewriting the script. In 2007, Stephen Summers pitches Paramount that he wants to do this movie. Uh, His pitch impresses them, and they hire him. Um, He was apparently inspired that he wanted to do this movie because he visited the Hasbro headquarters with his kids, just, like, tore it, and he saw, like, a G.I. Joe toy, and he's like, that's a good movie right there. Uh, He's coming off of Van Helsing at this point.
3: Yeah, this is my question, because you guys know more about um, Stephen Summers than I do. Has he been let out of the jail that they put him in after Van Helsing where he clearly belonged? Van, uh, like, what's the story there? It's
2: been f- he hasn't made a
0: movie in f- it, f- three or four years. So, so probably, Yes, because he was in yeah.
3: solitary confinement yeah. where he belongs.
0: <laughs> so, no, so he does Mummy, Mummy Returns, and then he goes and does Van, Van Helsing, which by all counts and purposes is like a kind of passion project for him. Which is insane because it's a fucking disaster. Van Helsing also a Becca studio classic. <laughs> really? Becca likes good. Becca likes two types of movies good movies and then early 2000s bad action movies like Equilibrium and Van Helsing. She is coming no. out of the room. No, get no, 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 no,
4: no,
3: no, 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 in that fashion. Cole's shoot. defending Equilibrium. <laughs> equilibrium <laughs> cool. rules.
2: I love Equilibrium. I can't hear. Yeah, it's voice. great. Sorry,
3: it's not fucking Van Helsing. One of the worst He's movies I've ever great, seen. It's great, but Van Helsing sucks.
2: Um. Okay. Well, it's always a give and take with Cole. I like, I close the computer <laughs> screen. Shut it. Shut him up. Just close. Close, close the
3: computer screen. <laughs> Fuck. Bad action films. <laughs> but okay. Equilibrium, like, basically invented John Wick.
0: It's kind of proto Wick.
3: Yeah, it's
0: good. It's fine.
3: Um, it's good, but
0: Van Helsing is actually a moderate success, not critically, but commercially. And so, it, Summers is kind. He's not like he's not in you know blank check status or anything, but he's in a position where if he wants to do a movie that's already in development, and they haven't hired a director, they're going to hire him. He has a, a decently proven track record.
3: Do you know why he doesn't do Mummy Three?
0: Um. Yeah, we talked about it in our episode that we've definitely already recorded.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> we talked about it in the episode from a few weeks ago, of course. Um
1: it's definitely already been released. Yes, of
0: course.
3: Do you remember when they almost rebooted Van Helsing with Tom Cruise? Yeah. Back when Tom Cruise's career was fucking dead. Imagine that.
0: It's funny that the almost Tom Cruise has almost been in two separate Van Helsing. <laughs> projects. Was he yeah. up for the summers? No, because um, he, he, he because was, he, the dark universe had it have continued the cross would have had van helsing in. It. Their, yeah. One of their ideas was like a van helsing crossover with all the mummies teaming up to fight him.
3: Yeah. That would um, have been good, man. That would have been so good.
2: <laughs> Thinking about all that shit makes my head hurt. I just don't You know what makes my head hurt, what? Mark?
3: What? Thinking about the events of the motion picture G.I. Joe: Rise of Cobra. You oh, love this thank movie. Thank God. You're the, you're I, God. Don't, I, I don't.
2: I don't think this it.
0: movie's very good. It's not
2: good. It's not. You just said you like right, this movie,
0: Jeff. Yeah. Do you have any more context? Yes, I have, I have a decent bit more. <laughs> so, <laughs> Stuart, visibly it is distressed. Forty minutes. And so visibly distressed. Forty We minutes. have an hour and twenty minutes yeah, left. we got time. We got time. We got time. Um, we actually have an hour. Mark and 40 Collins, minutes.
3: sick to work. We're going. Just, we're, we'll go all day.
0: <laughs> just go all day on rides. Have <laughs> other
3: guests. I'm going <laughs> to call we, and
2: from this podcast. We have time. to watch
3: a third movie today, Jeff, to cover.
0: So what, what do you
3: got to record? What do you got to record?
0: Um. What? Well, one we can't say. Yeah, we're also doing Furry uh, Vengeance. Furry Vengeance. Do you have to watch that movie okay, today? I think I'm just saying I vengeance. think
3: it would be funny if you just uploaded a file called Furry Vengeance. And wrote like a fake description, but no. it was just the second half of the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is pretty and funny.
0: So <laughs> I'd actually be down to do that. <laughs> so Summers is locked in. Stuart Beatty's rewriting the script. Um, they then hired a smorgasbord of additional writers for this movie. The idea being, the writer strike is looming in two thousand seven. Uh, which is very funny because the day we're filming this, May first, twenty twenty-three, yep. we find out at midnight if there's going to be another writer strike. So by the time the this same. episode's been released, we also find out if we are employed in July or August this year. With that,
3: decision. I mean, inshallah. Does it does it feel like I don't know if you guys remember like the lead up to the last writer strike, but it really feels like Hollywood is less panicky.
0: Yeah, about yeah. this
3: potential one, whereas last time, and maybe that's like we're going to find out a lot of stuff in like a year when we realize why every movie coming out feels, like, half-assed. Well, the thing, the
0: the big difference in the reaction is that in 2007, um, I'm just going to quickly say this, G.I. Joe context, as it explains it. Um, Prior to the writer's strike, they hire, like, five more writers on this movie, including Brian Koppelman, David Levian, John Lee Hancock. (coughs) Your Um, favorite director. uh, And Paul Lovett. They hire, like, all these additional directors or writers to write different scenes of this movie yeah, so that they can have a finished script in time before the writer's strike.
2: And they can't work yeah. on it. And, and it shoots yeah. over the writer's strike so, and it yeah. ends production the day before the yeah. strike yeah. ends. Yeah. So That's... it goes, no, wait, no, it goes into production the day before the strike ends. It goes into like production, like, like it starts filming February 11th. Yeah, they and the start strike filming... Ends February 12th. I looked that up. Yeah, That's you, what
3: I'm saying is I don't so they feel can
2: like work I'm on hearing the movies happening, but yeah. they go in probably with a bullshit yeah. script.
0: Yes.
3: I, I am not hearing any stories like that. we got to hire 10 writers to each write one scene of this Dude. movie.
2: Like uh, now for today, or you're not hearing for that? today. Oh, well, well, no, no, dude. When I saw that Nick Pozzolato was like hired on to Blade, that felt to me like get somebody who can like get us pages before we start shooting that's this summer. Fair. That is that's fair. What, that is when fair. I saw that headline. I was like, that's what that feels yeah. like to me. Well,
3: but see, I guess like, I just shell out think some money movies. for a name, yeah,
2: you know, or whatever. Yeah, a weird name, a guy who could do it quickly. Yeah, that's what that felt. like to Also, me.
1: just just some added like modern day context for this writer strike. I think the biggest thing for why we. Hollywood isn't as panicky as I don't think a lot of people are expecting this one to last as long as the last one. Yeah. Whereas the last one, people were out of work for like
2: a year. So, because it sounds like Netflix is the only company that I've read that, that is yeah, sort of well, holding the last out. everybody's one, kind of agreed, and they're kind of just like, we have enough content to yeah, like let yeah. this thing go on for however and get what we want, but.
3: I I can also say that I distinctly remember when the last one started that people thought it could go much longer than it actually did.
2: Mm-hmm. It was over like, like yeah, I forgot what like the, the big points. It, of the it last ended. Were. It, it
3: ended like kind of quick. Was too compared to how people were talking about it. The yeah, two thousand seven. Like yeah, there were
0: expectations it was going to last much longer. Yeah, and like it was still much long. longer. Yeah, yeah,
3: it was long. No, I'm not saying it was short. Yeah. I'm saying they thought it could have been. But like, like a, uh, a years. Uh, a good modern
0: example well, is there's yeah. a, there's a TV show that is on a height that's filming in Chicago right now, um, where they're on like a two week hiatus between the first half and the second half of their season. Because they're, they're in
1: two seasons though. They're they? film
0: Oh, they're they're filming two seasons at the same time, and they're and they're on a point right now where they're like, yeah, we might come back to work next week. We might not. What? Um, they're working on writing the script right now. Um, we'll see if it works out. Oh yeah.
3: Okay. Um, Do you guys? Do you guys remember when Ayatsi, uh, like almost went on strike, yeah. or maybe did oh, go on strike dude. for a second? We re- remember. Yeah. They, I know well, that's what I'm saying. But do you remember that sense of like, if the studios don't get their shit together, they could actually lose a full year of yes. programming? That's how people thought of the writer strike. That like th- this could go on so long that they could burn through everything they have,
0: and just like and not have be able an empty to, period,
3: and have an empty have an empty slate. Which, yeah. which I don't the, think anyone thinks is going to yeah, happen. That's not this the year. vibe I'm getting
0: right now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll exactly. See. Um. But so, uh, Stephen Summers said, had it not been for the rich backstory of the GI Joe franchise, the film would have fallen behind and not been able to get into production uh, with the strike. Uh, <laughs> the, the rich, rich backstory. Artist, I, I, I okay. Him. Again,
3: I have to stress this: there is a deeply beloved Marvel comic book from the 1980s. Yeah. That is like truly. I've I've only like read like bits and pieces of yeah. it, but. That that is talked about as like some of the best stuff Marvel was putting out in that era, and that's it's, when the X Men's at its creative. Peak. It's just funny to to say. I the know sentence. it's funny, but it's not like Transformers here.
0: Yeah, um, Variety reports around this time that the G I Joes are an international, like a multinational uh, organization, as they are in the movie, and there's a fan outrage, and Hasbro has to put out a statement on their website. Uh, saying that they're not going to change at their core it's, what the GI Joe is. It's are. over that it's over the
2: acronym of what GI Joe stands for in the yeah. movie. Do you remember what it is? It's I like I sh- no, I'm not Look uh, it up. <sighs> what do you context? It's Joe.
0: Um, it's a great I. acronym. What? They
1: say it in the movie. GI and GI Joe stand for?
0: Oh, I um, doo, 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 doo. galvanized iron. Global Integrated Joint Operating Entity
2: There we go That was
0: worth it I think That was worth that pause I feel like yeah. That's a
3: great acronym
0: I like galvanized iron better <laughs> Galvanized iron Um. So <laughs> Summers felt 100% of the technology in the film Would become available within 10 to 20 years For popular usage
2: <laughs> And he was right
0: uh, Yeah we have
2: what? We have seven years. We'll figure it out. Six years.
1: The so, GI in this movie stands for the GI tract, as in the gastrointestinal tract, because it's a
3: load of shit. <laughs> Thank you. It's not a load Thank of you. shit. Thank you. So It, it just kind of doesn't ever click into feeling like a real movie. So um, It feels like it's yeah. constantly on the edge of being a real movie.
0: So they they all they this movie shockingly actually doesn't use much actual military like stuff.
2: You don't
1: say. But
0: what's so funny about it is that it is sort of in the
2: shadow of the two thousand and seven Transformers, yeah. which takes that military so grounded and it's very yeah. realistic and it's gritty. And this one is like a parody. Yeah, this one is like Team America. It's like you know, it's it's
0: very Team yeah, America. It's yeah, but like unintentionally a parody of Team America. Yeah, like I don't think Summers. Um, as much as I love his mummy, I don't think he's like necessarily this like intel. He's not a Michael Bay type who's going to like criticize as he you know exploits her. He so, he's not going to make a ap- movie about the military as like a while parody, somehow getting permission to
2: film on like yeah. battleships and aircraft. That's the Michael Bay magic and shit like that. Yeah.
3: Apologies if um, you were going to get to this Jeff, but Channing Tatum did not want to do this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, be- because. Channing Tatum is very anti-war and was very anti-Iraq War, um, and felt that he didn't want to be a part of a GI Joe movie. And he was in fact contractually forced (laughs) to do this, to be in this movie, because he owed Paramount a film. Wow!
2: What was the Paramount deal he signed? Do you know? Three.
3: He signed. He signed like a three movie deal, and I think they just hardballed him. Like, I, I don't even think he was necessarily like dragging his heels on other stuff. I think he just said no. And they said, uh, well, you don't have a choice because you owe us a movie and we're, we're calling it. So,
2: is him coming um, back in that one scene of retaliation? He comes back for one scene of retaliation yeah. at the top of the movie, Jeff, and he blows up. And yeah. he dies? So, is that what like I a,
3: think? I, I actually, w- they, they <laughs> bumped retaliation um, for nine months to do reshoots because it was supposed to come out summer of 2012 and it comes out March of um, uh March of 2013. And they actually bumped it late enough that trailers were like already fairly regularly playing in like, in like, I think I saw a trailer for it in front of fucking Avengers. Um, but I will say when he shoots GI Joe two, his career is in the, dumps. Yeah. So I don't think he has any right to say. I remember the rumor when they pushed that movie being that because uh, 21 Jump Street had just come out, um, that they wanted to reshoot the movie so he didn't die in the opening scene anymore, which is obviously not what happens. And I kind of now knowing that he never wanted to be in the first place, I actually wonder if he maybe had his agent pull some cards and be like, no, you have to reshoot the movie so I'm in less of it now. (laughs) (laughs) Because he is not in that movie truly yeah he, no. it's insane
0: uh it's funny he's like third so- uh largest on the poster yeah that's the yeah. that's the joke well it's cuz
3: it's cuz he had, his career had just like exploded again like uh, he went from being an also ran to a huge star
0: channing is actually he will talk about this movie now and he says he fucking hates this movie because of what it like because of the circumstances, but he says the movie is actually not bad. He enjoys the movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cool, man. I think He's that's so why he did cool. retaliate. He might've just done retaliation. Of like, well, I, I hated the circle. Uh, I not your movie's kind of good. I'll, I'll be in one scene.
3: He's also friendly with John Chu who directed retaliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Channing Tatum two. is in G- uh, step up too. I,
2: I thought it was interesting that he does these two sort of like, if step up is his career starter, he comes back in the beginning for that one scene. And then this sort of like, unintentionally launches him into the mainstream right like i can't think of anything he yeah. would have you know to, add to headline this movie no and then he comes back for john chu at the beginning of the second one it was like yeah yeah he can't
3: it's also it's also worth noting that after step up and she's the man kind of make him this like heartthrob he very much is like immediately trying to be considered a serious actor uh because this is, like, the only – this This is three years after those two movies, and I think of this as the only real, like, big populist choice he makes outside of the one scene in Step Up 2, which is functionally a cameo. But what he does is he makes a guide to recognizing your saints. He makes Battle to Seattle. He makes Stop Loss. He makes Fighting. He makes Public Enemies. Like, those are all movies where, like – He's good in some of them. He's dodgy in others. But those are him trying to be like, I am a serious actor. I am not just a hunky movie star. Take me seriously. So I would also understand him having reticence to do this movie, even divorced from the politics of it. Because it's not the sort of movies he was making.
2: Yeah. And um, it's funny that like this movie is sort of begging for a funny, likable, charming star yeah, and, it's begging it, oh it, for a it, Brendan Fraser. But it type. would have had him ten years before. But it would have had him. You in know
3: who's a Brendan Fraser have... type, except better? It's is Channing, Channing Tatum. Guys, yeah, he does the. You know yeah.
2: <laughs> he goes back and he makes a career for himself being the lovable, charming hunk. And
3: yeah.
1: If, Dennis, if he Dennis, gives the like, light... uh, Dennis quadruples in this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? That, where did that come you, from? Where, Stuart, where a, did that come from? Are you having a stroke? I, I can't
2: look over at Stuart because he's just banging his head into his microphone. If, Anyone if have any he, thoughts on that?
3: If, if Channing Tatum gives the White House Down performance in this oh, movie, yeah. like this movie is ten percent better. Because he can do what this movie wants him to do. He's just being held at gunpoint. If you and he's fr- fucking asleep.
0: If you have mummy-era Fraser in this movie... Hell, if you just have Fraser, like, in this movie, same thing. I mean, well, not today. I, I, I'm pitching not a modern, good, not real present actor. Yeah.
1: Not, not, a like, good, not present real day. I'm pitching a good, real talented free, yeah. actor. If you had 99 uh, Fraser, yes, I would agree with you, Jeff. But not 2000. How old, you cool?
0: how old is Fraser at this he's time?
1: He's 38, 39.
0: Okay! Do it. Dude, he's
1: so broken though from the Well, I
0: mean, aside from that.
1: Well, that's what I mean. Like I would not (laughs) want him spearheading this movie.
3: Channing Tatum and Whitehouse down fucking dunks on anything Brendan Fraser could ever do in his pathetic life. <laughs> Fake oh, actor, non serious. Get that shit off my court. I'm sorry, but for anybody listening that here, why don't that Brendan court. Fraser
1: is gonna win an Oscar, needs to be in a mental assisted <laughs> living home. You're out of your mind if you think he's gonna win an Oscar.
3: Stuart, Get out of here. Why don't
2: you walk us through the plot of this movie?
3: Can I say that I wrote down one note about this movie? What's your note? Uh, why does Snake Eyes have lips?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he has Power Rangers like lips. It's a little strange. It's so funny.
0: Um, there's one other thing. I, oh, I wanted to say we're going to we'll talk about retaliation at the end. I'm sure. I think it's funny that there are two Brendan Fraser sequels or sequels to movies that Brendan Fraser is in, where the lead role is replaced by The Rock. <laughs> it's yeah. To, um, because journey sure. to the center of the earth, they make journey to the mysterious island, and the rock is the. Does he Fraser. play would the, the Brendan role? Is, is he playing? He no, he plays. Well, he plays the role, but not the character. Like in journey, like in journey to the center, he's the kid's dad. He's Josh Hutcherson's. He's Josh Hutcherson's uncle. I don't think and, it works for GI Joe. And in journey to rock, he's um the other uncle. <laughs> I don't remember either. They should um, have Bernie
2: I Frazier just... replace uh, uh, Hobbs from Bastard <laughs> <Is> Serious. <laughs> now? now? He just, yeah, you yeah, should come that. back and play Hobbs. That'd be so fun. <laughs> That'd be so good.
3: G.I. <laughs> Joe, G.I. Joe Retaliation is just so interesting because just based on how they cast his kids, a month earlier he had made that movie Snitch, yeah, uh, which is a very good movie, in which – the Rock is undeniably playing a white man in that movie, and then in G.I. Joe Retaliation, he's undeniably playing a black man. It's like such, it was such a, just an interesting like we're still in that er- Hollywood era of like ambiguous ethnicity, yeah, going on.
0: The is what's the ultimate is the is Oscar Isaac like kind of an ultimate example of that?
3: Yeah, but you can't get away with the stuff you could get away with even ten years ago with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't do it to most of the, do- the degree that other people have done. Like, say, Kevin J. O'Connor. That's yeah. just brown face and the mummy. Or fucking, um, Uh, Clifton, uh, Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis is like the superhero of that, where he's played he, every He's played race. everything,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. He's great. Including, he he, including a Na'vi. Yeah, he played Na'vi. <laughs> yeah. He did Na'vi face. He's so fucking good in that movie. God, oh, oh.
0: All right, So I think we've covered all the context Are we ready to dive into the plot I, I guess I the other headache. thing I want to say is just that
3: they, they cast Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this movie as To kind of soften the blow of Channing Tatum getting forced to be in this movie uh, yeah. Because they're really good friends
0: uh, Help him out and they share Like yeah. two scenes
3: together. Yeah, And Joseph Gordon-Levitt was like fuck yeah I'll do this movie I want to wear all that Makeup <laughs> uh, Which is a cool thing to say Stuart how's this movie start how does this movie
0: start how does the movie start? How does the movie start? Uh a fifteenth
1: century uh torture scene.
0: Yeah, this movie starts, it's it, it, it and France, 1641.
2: It's such like a mid 2000s screenwriter thing to be like, let's find okay, the man in the iron mask, he kind of looks like Destro. Alright, let's write that, you know, that fucking yeah. sort of like Yeah, that peanut brain. Let's just fucking like ground this shit. But
3: yeah. it's cool. But it's it cool. it, it it rocks all just thinking about all the labor that had to go in to this one scene of the movie that doesn't matter because you can't reuse those sets you can't reuse those costumes right like everything just has to be bespoke for a dumb cold open they make
2: 15th century france i'm fucking in
0: (laughs) they make one scene yeah it's i guess it's technically two scenes
3: because there's an exterior and an interior Hollywood used to be cool, man. Man, Hollywood, Hollywood used, used to, to be fucking cool. rock. Because if you saw something like that in a movie now, you'd be like, "Well, the sets and clothes are CGI rendered. Yeah. Like, you don't give a shit." But you're watching this, and you're like, "They're throwing around so much fucking money for no good reason." Stuart
0: is just giving me a death glare. <laughs> the you
2: know what it is? It's, it's, it's in like a good big, way. it's big like it's National Treasure story. vibes. You know when those movies sort of start, like where it's like. But those movies connect. Yes. Th- those but movies those connect movies the connect, But that's right? what's so funny about this opening. Also,
3: like, any given, like, in the past intro in a National Treasure yeah. movie is clearly done cheaper yeah. than this opening is. Yeah. Like, this opening looks expensive. This that's looks the expensive. point I'm
2: making. And, and it it's looks... for the backstory of the heavy. You know what I'm saying? It's not even yeah. the big
3: guy. It's c- because Which, he's sort of not a... Not just the backstory for the heavy, but a backstory that gets... Completely reiterated in a later scene in the movie, thus making this scene more unnecessary. The scene's fully irrelevant to yeah. the plot of the movie, but it, it looks it looks better than like some of the more money shot scenes in this movie. That's what, the thing that blows Well, me like, what
2: well, if it didn't have it? What's the scene right after? What would the alternate opening be?
3: It starts with fucking Eccleston. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, a, that's a sensible way to open the movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, if you start this movie with him talking about nanobots, like... My
3: shirt is off in the theater. <laughs> that's what's going on.
4: <laughs>
0: with Dennis Quadcopter in the rafters watching. It basically is just the same opening as X-Men 2000. Yeah, yeah, it is. This movie, movie is
3: very X Men 2000.
0: Because that movie starts with the Gene Gray, like, talking uh-huh. in Congress, and well, then it goes. And, to, rights, yeah, and then it goes to, like, the guy, Professor X, in the, the rafters. Yeah. Uh, very similar opening. Yeah, I do like that it. No, you know what it also does? That's the same as X Men 2000. When it jumps from France to the Eccleston scene, it goes black and it says, in the not too distant future. Oh, uh, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Next Sunday, AD. That's the exact same thing. (laughs) The exact same thing that X Men Two Thousand and The Last Stand do is the in the not too distant future.
3: You can't use that phrase, by the way. That phrase is claimed. (laughs) It has been claimed by the good gentleman over at Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand.
0: And you know we're just living in their shadow. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally, uh, honestly, the four of us, yeah. <laughs> we are quite literally. Stewart is vaping on my <laughs> So how um, we get this, we go from France, 1641. Jeff, is there, is there ever not construction near your neighborhood? <laughs> I think Stuart's actually mostly grumpy about the construction.
3: I am. Very uh, if grumpy it's any it. consolation, I can't hear anything. That's good. Every, so you're probably not picking anything up.
0: Basically, every time we record, you walk out, and it's empty, and then we <laughs> press the record button, like six trucks pull right, up everybody, in my th- alley. 30 seconds of room to them,
2: and quiet. Actually, Stuart, I think that's just a trash truck. It's, it's taken a long
1: time.
0: I, it, there's a lot of trash. <laughs> in no, the no, I,
2: yeah, I've heard it for the past 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, yeah. Okay, again, if that, if that's as, the person, 40 minutes. as the person who is listening to your feeds and cannot hear things that aren't getting picked up by your mic, the audio, it, it's not picking up. All
0: right, we're 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 living with this. (laughs) We're just here with it now. It's our friend. Uh, So Christopher Eccleston is just like, all right. So talking about nanobots. (laughs) So we're gonna build nanobots and they'll be able to destroy anything. We're gonna transport them, aren't we, laddie? (laughs) Groundskeeper (laughs) (laughs) Willie. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna transport them using the US military.
3: The um, most the most interesting uh he uses NATO, first of all. NATO. Uh the most interesting part of this movie is when he gives this like horrifying speech about this like weapon of mass destruction he's invented. And then he says you can pick them up on Monday and he gets a standing ovation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can pick them up on Monday.
3: <laughs> and then- there is I think the thread that this movie like almost grabs a hold of throughout its entire runtime, but never really congeals into anything interesting is this sense of filming a kid like smashing his action figures together in a way that kind of becomes almost soulless and inhuman and scary in the sheer like war as play of it all yeah. and while i don't think the movie ever necessarily congeals that point opening with like this horrific demonstration as a marketing pitch is like an interesting thing to do for a movie about toys
2: yeah like if you had like a toy in a box that could like melt you know what i'm yeah, saying all the other toys. And kids are watching it my favorite you. bit in the movie is where like it's like literally a toy commercial <laughs> and it's like there's sort of submarine with the little ships that pop out the side as if you're just like pressing a little button. Yeah. And, and all the ships to are out. coming out. Yeah.
0: No. Um, one actually fun thing about this movie, I just want to quickly say. Please. Um, so this movie. There's plenty
3: of fun things. Yeah.
0: This movie is edited by Bob Doucet. Yeah. Um, who is Steven Summers and Ryan Johnson's main editor. Yeah. This is also one of the only three movies that Bob Doucet has full stop produced. He yeah. produced Van Helsing, Mummy Three, and this.
3: Oof. Ooh. I'm looking at this. And then this he goes guy's... back to being an
0: editor. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at this guy's IMDb, and he belongs in jail. I am sorry.
0: He goes back to editing after those three disasters.
3: Everyone involved in Space Jam Two belongs in jail. Oh my god! Sorry,
0: he is the editor of Space Jam. He
3: is like the, the editor of Space Jam. 2. That
2: movie was cut during COVID. People needed work. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, there we go.
3: He edits. D- did 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 he need work when he did <laughs> Rampage?
2: <laughs> Godzilla, king of the... He did both Godzillas. Rampage, big Steven Summers energy
3: isn't it no because then what's it would that be guy is that,
2: is that guy Brad? what's the guy's name brad Brad, brad
3: peyton i'm Brayton. brad peyton yeah i'm a real director
2: has he made a real director poll yet has he done like a no i'm doing like a no okay you
3: you, you want you want the brad peyton filmography Who's
2: the ripd guy who did that very serious like nazi
3: Bra- movie oh no that, that guy's guy. just interesting because the, he the, will the red keep guy. going yeah, the the guy who made Red and R.I.P.D. will every so often like go back to Germany and yeah. make like a very serious austere art film, and then comes to the United States and makes G.I. Joe Origins Snake Dice. Right, like yeah, it's not even that a guy makes real auteur pulls. It's that he's actually the only person doing one for them, one for me? Yeah,
0: Brad Payton Like truly, is Cats and Dogs the Revenge of Kitty Galore? Journey yep. to the mysterious a movie villain. I saw
3: it, did not see. No, I saw Kit Snug's one.
0: Journey to the Mysterious yep. Island. The, yep. We covered the prequel to that. San Andreas, Incarnate, mm-hmm. Rampage, and he's making a movie right now called Atlas. Atlas. Starring Jennifer Lopez. I'll watch it. And Simu Liu. And Simu Liu. Simu Liu. That's a fun name to say. Um, yeah, not a fun actor to watch. <laughs> Boom. Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh. He's the the least compelling performance in shang
3: Um, I'm like annoyed that he's in Barbie. <laughs> like, I just don't want to deal with Hot having prediction. to watch him in a movie. Cole's
2: going to walk away from Barbie and see, 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 see going <laughs> to take what? the whole fucking thing. Just watch. It's such a perfect TF. <laughs> it, it happens all the time. It happens Actually, all the time. Actually,
3: no, I don't think that's going to be the I case because I think, I've, no, know I vocalized Mark? it to
2: you, which is kind Mark? of like stacking the odds against myself. Mark.
3: Mark. No, because it's going to happen in Joyride. The going to be the one where he like wins me over. What are we talking about? Okay. So <laughs> the second scene of the
0: movie. Yeah, here we go. Um, uh, Christopher Eccleston playing James McCullen. Who's, James oh McCullen. They're like, real Go back there, right? <laughs> Stuart. Stuart,
2: the Stuart. Jeff doesn't have a gun in the house. You don't have to. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, this, is the, this is the Don John of travolting episodes, in that it's very normal <laughs> and
0: organized. I think if there wasn't construction, Stuart would actually be fine right now. But I think that's the little, like the straw. I don't know. He's to... making
3: the face he always makes when I'm on an episode, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> He's finishing. It. I have listened to those episodes And I can hear
2: the face I can hear it
3: <laughs> Nothing was funnier than the one episode Where suddenly the dynamic flipped And Jeff was the one who was pissed off at me What episode was that? Is it, is it Darkly Noon?
0: I think it was Darkly Noon
3: Darkly Noon I think Me and Stuart get into like a serious And impassioned argument about the nature of meaning <laughs> And Jeff is like Pulling his hair out <laughs>
0: that is true you're the one that had to like brick pull us apart isn't the (laughs) The lady's wife at the ultimate context corner thank you very much the ultimate context corner um for the second scene of this movie (laughs) yeah so they're they're he's transporting these nanobots using a nato convoy um our main two guys are in this convoy um duke played by channing tatum and ripcord at gunpoint at gunpoint (laughs) Um, You can actually sometimes see the gun kind of come into frame. Um, And Ripcord, played by Marlon Wayans.
3: Uh, You ready for a fucking heater? Yeah. Of uh, of a hot take? Yeah. Uh, Best performance in the movie. Marlon Wayans? I think so. He's not bad. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt gives the most interesting performance in the movie. Uh, But I think Marlon Wayans knows exactly what he's being asked to do, and he fucking delivers. Which is comic relief best friend shit.
0: Yes. JGL just will always have my, like, number one vote for this movie. It, it, it's just bad shit, but
3: it, it almost, like, destabilizes the movie into <laughs> bad shit. Okay, but Sienna Miller? Terrible. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Does
3: the, Mark the, like Sienna Miller? The thing about Sienna Miller is 99% of the time, she's like the worst actor who ever stepped in front of a camera. And then once she gave like one of the most searing performances I've ever seen in my life. And I don't know how it happened.
0: Hmm. Which performance is that?
3: Lost City of Zed.
0: Lost City of Zed.
3: A movie that famously ends incredibly, and Mark would not know that. What? Mark, do you want to
2: tell him? You you could just tell him. You could just tell him. I wasn't there. I didn't even know. What happened? Did you just leave?
3: Like five minutes from the end, before the end of Lost City of Zed, Mark turns to me. He's like, I got to go take a shit. And then he gets up and leaves. And then that's the most beautiful ending I've ever seen a movie have.
2: The Icon Roosevelt, baby. <laughs> have you ever watched it again? It was a long movie. And I had had a lot it's of popcorn like to eat. two and a lot. half
3: hours long.
2: Yeah, I know. I know, but I ate the popcorn quickly. It was just sitting the
0: whole time. <laughs> I ate it before the movie even started. Oh, my God. That was the problem. Um, so, they're on this convoy yeah. transporting the nanobots. Yeah. Um, they get attacked by a futuristic um, robo-ship, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's very evocative of the opening of Transformers 2007. Yeah. It's basically the exact same opening.
2: Down to the sound design, too. It's yeah. It's
0: very similar. You all can almost hear, like, the do-do-do-do-do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is such a beeps and boops movie. It's also weirdly like, it's evocative of both Transformers and the opening of Iron Man. Where his convoy gets attacked. Yeah. Um, And so the convoy gets attacked. Um, A lot of guys are killed. Uh, Duke and Ripcord are okay. Um, This is
3: a weirdly violent movie.
0: Yes, this is very violent. Yeah. Yeah uh people like people just like explode yeah
3: like blood people yeah. get like graphically stabbed on screen like it is like it is one of those things where you really feel the fucking weight of the MCUification of blockbuster cinema yeah. 14 only 14 years after this movie comes out that I'm like shocked by how like bloody like not even bloody but like callously violent this movie gets at times yeah
0: cuz we're so used to just like bloodless
3: Kind but no, like not even bloodless. Just like no the, sense that like anyone the, ever gets hurt.
2: There's so many like needles in people in this movie and like people's yeah. like faces melting and swords like going to bases constructing and
3: incidental yeah. characters who exist to die. That's is th- not something that we have in blockbusters anymore. We don't have extras and action scenes. That's the thing that's cool yeah. about,
0: about the OG X Men movies is Wolverine, like when he stabs people, he stabs yeah. people. Yeah. And like you see like limbs and all that get cut off nowadays like it has to be R rated and everyone's like wow Logan is so oh violent gosh I saw this
3: Do we uh, think Yeah and then yeah. I sit there and I'm like how is it that I have spent 17 years watching movies with this character that span decades in universe and he said fuck once and now he's saying fuck every third word
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What what are you talking about
3: Do you want to do you guys want to know a secret about Logan it's a western? No, it's a piece of shit.
2: I was going to say it's a western. Does he say fucking <laughs> Logan? Uh you, you you it's it's subtle, but it is there. He just his fucks are subtle?
3: Yeah. If you don't pay attention, you might miss it. Yeah. I, uh I'm so fucking annoyed by the fucking like Chris Pratt says fuck in Guardians 3 press tour. They're like, like big
0: news guys, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, one f-bomb in it.
3: Whoa! One whole f bomb that we've already put out there. Like that—that that would have
0: just been fun if it just happened. But uh, yeah, okay. So those convoys attacked. Sienna Miller, <laughs> um, is the main like, um, person. What do you call it? the leader of the the opposition yeah. forces? Well, you know might call they're... her some
3: sort of baroness? Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, she's playing the baroness. Um.
3: And Why she's... do they
2: call her that?
3: Because she's literally a baroness in the movie. Is she? Yeah, she's married to a baron. They come up with oh, this.
2: Oh, oh, then. Yeah, there, up, there's yes. one line baron, where they acknowledge baron the
3: fact PhD, that her, like.
0: Right? He's the, the, the her,
3: scientist. Her, her French scientist husband is like a baron. Oh,
0: okay. They come up with this elaborate yeah. backstory because in the comics I'm reading right now, she's just like, a, like an offspring of a baron and a baroness. Yeah. And okay. so she becomes the baroness. In this movie, they have to come up with this elaborate backstory to explain how she can both be. Channing Tatum's ex <laughs> and also a baroness. And it's that she married a baron who is in two scenes of this movie. Um, so Duke recognizes her as his ex named
3: Anna. I mean... It, it it could be worse, right? Like, that, that that is kind of sweaty, but honestly, I prefer that sweatiness to me at the end of this movie being like, why is Joseph Gordon-Levitt saying the Cobra will rise? Like, what's what's going on here, really? Because he has a Cobra in his office. <laughs> I a... guess. Why does he say, you're Destro now? Like, I'm like... It, it's, it's either...
2: Because he tells him that they called his ancestor Destro.
3: I just, guess. Yeah. Still, it's dumb. I think that the, the cleanliness of this—if she can't be just a blood aristocrat—why can't they, call him they The
2: whole thing. Your whole thing is that we should just lean into these names. Cole. Well, hates, yeah, but if you're going to so explain something, Doctor Stephen Strange. No, no that's know, what I'm movies, saying. That's what all I'm the, saying. All your, what's your secret superhero name? Cole hates that oh,
3: shit. I, I hate that shit. But if this, you're going to explain it, right? I, I think this is a very clean explanation for why she's called Baroness. Like it no, does it, not it's bother. True. Me. She, yeah. Yeah. It's and it's subtle. I cause it's so subtle, Mark, that you missed it. Like they don't they don't put any heat on it. They just call that guy Baron like once. I
2: completely missed it. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. even think about it once because I was enjoying watching this movie so
3: much. That's insane. No, I don't a like I don't
2: like this. I don't like this movie. It made me feel like a vegetable. I feel like a vegetable right now. This
3: movie makes me forget how to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, how'd this movie make you feel? Huh? How'd this movie make yeah, you feel?
2: What was your impression <laughs> of it?
0: Um, what are your thoughts? Um This movie made
1: me feel brain dead.
2: Do you like the cinematography? I got mm. a text
0: at I got a text last night. I
2: Mark, do you like the cinematography? I think this
3: movie looks better than movies look now I think so too the yeah. compositing is often very dodgy oh,
2: all the stuff where they're in their little secret base is so bad
3: yeah but but the actual like real light on real costumes and all the ways yeah. it plays with like color gels all and the stuff,
2: physics of their little like sonic yeah. guns like like pushing yeah. shit that actually feels have, sort have of tangible. We, have we
1: commented on the really bad CGI
0: this movie is. we just I mean, did it's we wrong. literally
2: just did all right so, what's Thanks. the bad is it, is it just all of it for you
0: yeah i got a text at five thirty last night i may have just watched the two most infuriating movies i've ever watched gi joe being one of them and i said logan Logan was the other one and i responded gi joe kind of good though (laughs) and he responds gi
2: joe more like gi eyes of the good movie
0: (laughs) mark and here's mark no it isn't do not even try and humor it into a good movie it's bad jeff really bad how many
2: times does jeff like come into like the light like to record Stuart, and he just goes oh we just watched dudley do right more like dudley the good movie (laughs) <laughs> Dudley Do Good movie. Dudley Do
0: Good movie. Every
1: fucking bad movie,
2: Mark.
0: <laughs> Dudley Dudley Do Right. One of the great he...
3: American films.
0: Dudley Do Right. One of our a very good episode. I just George of the a...
3: Jungle is an unwatchable piece of shit, but Dudley Do Right is kind of a masterpiece. Jeff
0: will just be like, oh, I
2: finally got around to watching that movie from uh, last year called Nope. More like the good movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, Mark. Mark, can I just say something? What? If I had not been keeping it a secret from you that I was on this episode, I would have walked up to you on your wedding day and been like, I got 10 bucks that says that Jeff says G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, the least surprising thing I've ever heard anyone say.
0: I would I, I give this a 3 out of 5. It's not like a great movie, I know, I know, but this I, is I kind of like, alright. I'm kind of having a good time.
3: Outside of my broader sense that uh, I like the Justice gordon eleven performance. So I like the Martin Lutheran performance. There are like two scenes in this movie that I fully love. And then the rest of the movie is just like an incomprehensible wash of very pretty colors. Yeah. And so like I am sympathetic to a argument that it's good. I just think it's so inane that I can't fully endorse it. Uh,
0: so they get, they get rescued. The convoy gets rescued and the nanobots are saved by Scarlet... Um, who, who the fuck plays Scarlett? It's Rachel Nichols. N- Rachel Nichols.
3: The um, most insane performance in this movie. Very weird.
0: Uh, yeah, her whole bit with Marlon Wayans is very odd. Um, uh, Scarlett played by Rachel Nichols. Snake Eyes played by Ray Park, um, a guy who's notoriously chill. Um, Bray- oh, is Ray
3: Park not chill?
0: <laughs> Ray Park is notoriously not chill.
3: Is he a oh,
2: good Bad to guy, know. no good. More like bad guy.
0: Ray Park, known at this point for playing Darth Maul and then Toad. And right. um Who else did he um, played?
3: It's he that talking. he has that one insane two like eighteen months where he's Darth Maul, the headless horseman in Sleepy Hollow, oh. and then Toad in X Men. That's good.
0: So um
2: here I'm fine. Is he it. is he in Retaliation too? Is he Snake Eyes in Retaliation? Yes, he well.
3: also plays okay. Snake Eyes in Retaliation.
0: So he um he randomly he like randomly just posted a video on Instagram like of his wife uh giving him oral sex. <laughs> like, oh, so he's cool. No, <laughs> no it, 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 it gets no, bad. And uh, it's just like and just like gets into a fight like a public fight with his <laughs> wife on instagram
3: oh okay
0: <laughs> i mean it, i i i i'm not sticking I'm up the for the guy for a ray park section yeah <laughs> i mean that's basically all i have to say about ray park except that he's good at doing flips Okay, never
3: mind. and I'm he back. has I'm lips in me. this movie and it never doesn't distract me
0: he's good at doing flips and the he's good at doing flips and he's bad at doing lips
3: Yeah, I will say this. uh, He gives the second best performance as Snake Eyes in the motion picture G.I. Joe: The Rise of Cobra. Who's the first best performance? Leo Howard, who plays Young Snake Eyes.
0: So the 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 G.I. Joes rescue um, Duke and Ripcord baroness and talking for an hour and 40 minutes and we just got to the rescue scene (laughs) baroness and um what's his name
3: Stuart. at least i'm letting you guys go through the plot chronologically and i haven't talked about stuff that happens in the end yet
1: oh i was about to do that just to get to the end And then JGL puts on a bigger mask. No, 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 no,
0: that's
1: the end of the movie. So they
0: go to the, um, you
1: can find us at uh, Travolting Pod and Instagram.
0: They go to the GI Joe's headquarters. Twitter. Um, And I am very disappointed by this scene.
1: Email us Travolting Pod. Tell me why
0: they're flying in their little ship and they fly over the pyramids. Clearly just Stummer's like the pyramids. He likes the mummy. And I'm like, oh, fuck. They're gonna fly into the pyramid, into <laughs> the pyramid, the base. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah!" And then they fly past the pyramid and just find a hole in the ground. They go into it. What the fuck? Yeah. You have you already shot the shot of the pyramids. Just CGI a little door opening in the side of the pyramid, and they go in. Like,
3: I'm sorry. I'm very sorry for
0: your loss. How do you miss that? That's I'm so. I'm very obvious. sorry for your loss. It's so obvious. It's the Team America thing where they fly into Mount Rushmore. God. So, um they're...
3: should we take a moment of silence, just to just to honor the fact that they could have done that and they didn't?
0: Yeah, we're taking a mark. We're taking a moment of silence for the fact that the Joe's base is not in the Great Pyramid of Giza. It's such a
2: Team America joke. It's Isn't so it? obvious. <laughs> no, but it, it it's like, oh, we're going to the pyramid, and then they fly past the pyramid, but then like in Team America, they would like keep going for like. Yeah. Like a good like minute and then they'd get to some like office building. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's just like a hole in the ground called the pit. Um it's the pit. The rendezvous with the leader of G.I. Joe. This
3: is I will say though, Jeff, this is that this is one of those things that I think about a lot vis-a-vis how fandom has flipped, where this is still the era when grown men are gonna piss their pants uh if they change canon to that degree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where they're like, oh my uh, god. Whereas nowadays, it feels like no one cares about pre-existing canon at all.
0: Uh, so, they go in the pyramid, and then it lowers in. I get the point you're making. <laughs> it's, <the laughs> pit. it's a pit. underneath the pyramid. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I feel
3: like I I've get it. I understand. Bits
2: from like the cartoon show, is the pit like on a mountain? I feel like it's on a big mountain. I'm looking up. I feel like, like I like want to see base. the
3: pyramid open like a Venus flytrap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Like fully <laughs> full out. <laughs> um, Stuart, you need to weigh in. I, what do you want I, to see the pyramid do? Do you remember Stuart's
2: energy on like when we did a ladder 49? <laughs> I would pay him $20 right now. To have Ladder Forty Nine Stewart back, and I feel like well, Ladder Forty Nine Stewart like, was really angry I know. at me specifically. No, but we, we we had like a moment there and with him, and then I feel like we ruined it. <laughs> we ruined it because we we just took it too far. No, well, it's me in particular no, with Forty Nine.
0: <laughs> I I have nothing to add. Okay, so in so G.I. Joe, the G. third the, scene the pit, of this movie. Okay. <laughs> so in G.I. Joe, the the traditional thing. The pit is below like a farmhouse. There there must be
2: listeners of this show who just think that like Stewart is doing like such a high degree level of a bit like a Tim Heidecker where his whole thing is like I just don't I just don't I just sit here and every f- 15 minutes I just go. Mm. <laughs> you there should be a Producer video on the ones and twos. There should be a video element to this podcast. You guys should start recording them. I'm serious. I I really think you think it would make it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two camera setup. Yeah, I'm <laughs> serious. I,
1: I, I, you know what we need to happen to make that happen? We need to start making money off this podcast. I have to be paid. <laughs> I already don't go. I don't. I already don't get paid. I enough just said to do I'd pay podcast. you twenty dollars. You pay t- t- t-
3: what? An hour? A day? An episode?
2: What's the
1: rate? Mark, you would
3: have to edit. Mark, he'd have to edit video feeds and audio. Yeah. Right like you have to do two sole...
1: separate edits. Mark, I am the sole technical producer of this entire I show. I make the video. Right? So
3: you should pay him like
1: 22. Yeah, you drag and drop a PNG file into an Adobe this timeline is the shit I'm here for and this line is up the audio. Behind the scenes render drama, guys.
4: Export yeah. it
1: and then plop I give you the descriptions, bitch. <laughs> You don't even make the description. You got the description, I copy bitch. and paste the descriptions where do you get the audio on the fucking Google Drive. I knew this that episode would do this I copy and pasted on. I knew right. So don't tell Cobra me <laughs> that is the
2: right here. Here. Here, okay, here we fucking Stuart,
3: is. Stuart, Stuart, It's not that hard to press an on button on your recorder, okay? <laughs> 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 He's got-
1: Fuck. Stewart, <laughs> Fuck. Right. Oh it. my gosh! I'm
2: getting, uh, out of here. I'm getting out. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, bye. bye, guys. Stewart, come back. You
0: have to watch Furry Vengeance*. <laughs> is anyone still listening to this episode? Jeff, at this what point?
3: do you think about the Brie Larson <gasps> performance in <of> *Don John? <laughs> like, uh, maybe the second best performance in the movie. Is she his sister? See, I think it's so annoying. I think the whole shtick is annoying. I don't like it.
0: I think it's it's telling that she has one line in the movie but it's really well delivered.
3: Is she just But his it's no and because it's table? supposed to be I the think. silent bob thing and I don't think you care.
2: Mhm. That's fair. Can we hear the door creaking and slamming? Yes. Yeah, he's gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna come back with like Donald.
3: <laughs> No, Wait, so. where, where Is at? this the best episode of the show?
0: Is anyone still listening at this point? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> uh, listen. To all right, the guys, thing. if you're if you're watching on YouTube, comment below. I'm still listening. <laughs> yeah, are. I'll give you twenty dollars.
3: Yeah, okay. So do we actually want to go through the plot because we have an hour left. <laughs> I think we can do this. Okay, yeah, we, we can, can do knock this. it out. I want to get to the accelerator suits quickly. Yeah. So they, they I up... want to get to the two scenes in this movie I like. Okay. They meet up That's with Dennis about. Quaid as
0: General Hawk. Right. Second worst performance in the movie. He's like he's so tame. Like, what's
3: going on? Check the fuck out.
2: I I actually thought he died in that base attack. Yeah, yeah. I thought
0: he died, and there was like no sort of like <laughs> big like. Yeah. I remember he was a big part of the trailers for this movie, and yet oddly, I'm disappointed, Stuart. I'm disappointed.
2: I I had you at five minutes. Um, it's cold outside. It's cold outside.
0: So, uh, Dennis Quaid, he's like a big part of the trailers of this movie, but he's just like kind of there. Like in most scenes Yeah Um, So he takes He takes the the, like the the nanobot warheads Yeah And they take possession of them And Duke is like We should join G.I. Joe And he's like Why? Why do you want to join G.I. Joe? That's my best Quaid in this movie yeah. he's, he's really gravelly in this Yeah He's like oh, You want to join G.I. Joe Alright We're going to train you yeah.
3: I uh, love I love how like Intentionally shitty the hologram effect is. Yeah, when he when he talks to them on a hologram earlier, that he's in 2D, and whenever it cuts to a bad angle of that 2D, you like <laughs> see how like awkward yeah, the tech tech is. But that's like not an accident because they have to have like in real life rendered the shitty weird perspectives. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, it's a cool effect instead of doing like a full 3D hologram. Yeah. And I like around this scene is when we're we're reintroduced to the Christopher Eccleston McCullen character. Yeah. Who's appearing as a hologram um in the base. Oh, yeah. the, that yeah, that that's the scene in the submarine where I'm like, I have everyone's a fucking hologram. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. And he's talking with them and he's just like, So you've got it in the pit. All right, I'll come and check it out later.
3: Um I was really shocked. Jeff, can you do me a was, favor? What? Yeah. What's what's the episode you're recording after this? Um Is it free vengeance? Yeah. Uh, can you just do the entire free vengeance in your Scottish accent? <laughs> what if I do free vengeance in the Scottish <laughs> accent?
0: Um, so, and, so we cut away from McCullen as a hologram in the base, and we're on a submarine. Yeah. Um, and he's on the submarine. He turns around. The Baroness is there. It's a big reveal. I Whoa. Was McCullen. Started. Bad guy. Traitor. Uh, and he's like, all right, so you're going to get it back. It's in the pit. I can give you the access. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out she's a hologram. She's a hologram. Yeah. And then <laughs> he turns him. to another guy, Storm Shadow, who we're just meeting now. Um, he's going to get the job done. Yeah, yeah. Played by Sae Tag Mui.
3: No, Sae Tag Mui plays uh plays. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Breaker. Yeah. Storm Shadow is played by Lee Byung-hoon, yeah, who Lee, is Lee like Hun. one of the great Korean movie stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like a range. truly iconic actor.
2: He looks cool as shit in this movie. Yes. In the third act. Yeah. With, with his shirt off And he's like Phenomenal I'll get it back yeah.
3: And then he, he also disappears He disappears too He's a fucking icon Nothing to do in this movie Yes He gets like one good scene Yeah uh, And it's his death scene uh, I uh, I never watched uh, Squid Game But he was on Squid Game
0: Okay I didn't watch Squid
2: Game I either. did and, I, and now that I'm thinking about it I don't remember who he is So I, 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 I like phone watched that movie I was like on my phone all whole time
3: That television show, he—I think he has—he's like the overseer of the games or something. I don't think he has a very big role on
2: it. He might be behind a mask that whole—that whole. uh, I mean, maybe,
3: maybe. I don't think I would assume you would cast him in a small role to like be the big star. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: So McCullen then goes to his underground base or his underwater base. It's like this big base under the Arctic, Um, and we meet up with uh, (laughs) Emotep. Oh, yeah. Um, Arnold Vuzlu uh from the Mummies playing Zartan. Zartan. Is Zartan Mike must be a big character? Oh from... god, that is him,
3: isn't it? Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. Is
0: Zartan like a shapeshifter in the comics? You probably
2: don't know, Cole because he's he one of the I comics. I think
3: he is a shapeshifter. No, he's 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 a master of disguise. He's
2: like a Kelian. He,
3: he's he's a master of disguise, but I think he does have natural like skin tone shifting abilities.
2: So, he, But he he doesn't do like masks.
3: No, I think he does masks, um, but he also can like alter his skin tone. So he's like 50-50.
0: Okay.
2: Vuz- so sometimes he needs the mask. Sometimes he can just get away with yeah. it. Okay.
0: Vuzo's also one of the few guys who comes back That's for the sequel from this movie. Hell yes. yeah. Why wouldn't? Yeah.
3: Because the sequel is like such kind of a soft reboot yeah. of this movie.
0: The, the actors who come back for the sequel are Channing Tatum for a brief bit Voozlu is zartan Jonathan Price is yeah. the president uh-huh. of the United States well that's
3: that's the interesting thing about the sequel is that so many like failed franchise starters of this era have those like tacky sequel hooks yeah and this one when they did the sequel that was like a soft reboot they are actively picking up on the big sequel hook from the end of this movie yes it's the, yeah it's like which the one- is, is like the only interesting thing about the sequel is that they do that and that Willis is in it. Yes. You know who Willis, you know who Willis plays in the sequel? He plays G.I. Joe. He plays G.I. Joe. Just he like plays the, the G.I. Joe. <laughs> so, um, the, um, the, I like how the, the, the training montage. Let's
0: just get to yeah, the training montage. Yeah, there's a montage. training montage. Yeah, let's just get there. Let's just
2: get there. We need that right now. It's
0: boring. I do like how the, 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 just because it's the, the
2: Fraser scene. The, the plot, too, the close. plot
0: description for this, for this movie. Does this entire next action scene is just saying Storm Shadow and the Baroness retrieve the warheads. <laughs> um so there's um the big training montage. Um I'm looking at my notes to see if I wrote anything interesting about this scene. Uh no, I did not.
3: Sucks and it's boring.
0: So it's a training montage. It's um
3: Get it on. Get, get it on. It's it's a cover of bum, 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 bum. Bum. The thing it's that's interesting about the training montage is that like immediately after the training montage, we get the primary romance in this movie is between Ripcord and Scarlet, yes. which is interesting for two reasons. Well, it's interesting for three reasons. The first reason is that it's an interracial romance, which is still, I think rare, even as late as 2009. Yeah. The second is it's not t- Channing, right? It's, it's not the star of the movie.
0: It's the, this comedic sidekick. It's the,
3: it's the comedic yeah. sidekick. Experience. And the third one is 30, Minutes into the movie after the training Montage she has been in most Scenes of the movie at this point all Of a sudden scarlet is like reframed To be this like Weird super genius yeah Yeah right it's it's not a plot Point and then she's on a treadmill and someone says something about her being really smart and she fucking pulls out a physics textbook and starts reading it on the treadmill. And from here on, all her dialogue is like, well, that's not based in scientific behavior. So blah, 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 (laughs) blah. Like she only talks like that.
0: Well, it goes back to what what I said in the context. This movie is written by multiple people who do different scenes. So maybe there's like two of the writers who are like, under the impression scarlet's a super genius the third guy is not getting that information
3: her thing is also that she doesn't believe in love because emotions aren't scientific and she only believes in things that are scientifically proven which is like not how emotions work because Anne there is a scientific way storming into this movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> just
3: <laughs> love
0: is quantifiable
2: <laughs> Cole hates that fucking movie
3: it's not a good movie. It's
2: a great fucking movie. I've never done a harder it's, turn on a movie. That might be the hardest turn I've ever done on a movie. It's a phenomenal movie.
3: Yeah. Um, if we ever cover it on my show, Mark, I'll I'll give you first tips on it. Are you doing it? Are you doing twice. a McConaughey's show? Maybe. No,
2: no, you wouldn't do McC- no, you would do you would do Hathaway. I,
3: you would do Hathaway. I'm not saying no, you I am do, just no. saying that there is someone we have talked about covering maybe a few years in the future who would necessitate uh, you'd never, you'd episode. never
2: do chesting. Anyway, not important. But like, it's yeah.
3: Chalamet. It's when we do the Chalapop.
2: Oh, sh- I was going to sure. say Damon. No. I can't see Cole doing that. I can't see Cole doing Damon. No. <laughs> just a bunch of guys talking about actors on microphones. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing? What the fuck?
0: I think I Mark guess? is starting to lose no, Cole. Guys, it might just be you and me by the end fuck of this. What are we doing, man? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Um,. So is he not coming so back? Actually, it's so, <laughs> it's so funny because
2: like the three of us talk all the time. Yeah, and we can just there is uh, an infinite amount of things we can talk about. But you give <laughs> us one specific G.I. weird movie, and I'm just like <laughs> tripping over myself to say anything. Yeah,
3: about it's it. because the movie turns your brain into a marble. Yeah, there's like it's that's sensory the, overload. It's, there's something about it that it's just impossible to like think about.
2: I forget how to talk about movies. I I really do. Yeah. I do. We
3: had Mark. We had an incredible conversation about SWAT, a significantly worse movie than this. Jeff, we had. You a don't great get conversation to do promo of your fucking City. show
2: on Jeff's fucking show. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> we no okay, Jeff. We it. had a great
3: save conversation about end. Paradise City. Right? Like
0: yeah. Is it the yeah. is it the foursome that's doing it? I don't
3: know. I think it's just this movie. <laughs> Can we
0: talk no, about the accelerator suits? We'll get to the sure. accelerator suits real quick. It's a
2: dumb bit. It's a dumb so, bit. Are, I, I have to imagine those are brand new for the movie. Yeah. Right? 100%. Yeah. Very much off of Transformers. Very much off of... I, my thing is that I don't know if it's off of Iron Man because it's so close. It's very Iron you Man. know? I think maybe they don't fly because Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's yeah. no reason those things shouldn't be flying. Instead, they just run fast. They just run really fast.
3: Which I actually, I
2: like I the like, effect of yeah. the running fast. Yeah. It's a good, the. Um,
0: yeah. It just it, never
2: it's pays kinda, off. It never pays off, but it is sort of like, that's new, yeah. you know?
0: Well, yeah. they they use those in the training montage. Um, yeah. And when they put them on, that's when we're introduced to a, a small little like Mongoose style ATV thing. That rides up and then Brendan Fraser gets off. Um he goes uh, and he goes, Hey Joe's. Uh, oh. That's all he says, oh. right? Is, hey Joe's. And he's like, Let's train. Let's train. And he just watches as uh Snake Eyes and Duke duel yeah. for like two minutes. No, and then he's like, uh, yeah, All right, Joe's and yeah. then he gets in back on his thing and drives out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a
3: very weird like family. uh like basically every Brendan Fraser on screen appearance, it is deeply underwhelming and you're left confused by why he was ever put in the movie. You loved him in darkly noon. That's the good one. There's a reason I wanted to be on that one and nothing else. Cause that's the good one.
0: Yeah. Um, but then he zips out of there. I, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think Cole. Yeah. I, I came on saying like, look, I think this movie is interesting if it leans into, it's so held back by like Channing Tatum taking this movie very seriously and being asleep. You know what I'm saying? And like hate yeah. hating being in it. A bit. At least Brendan would he enjoy being in it. Seriously. Ten years earlier, his movie was made in 1999. It where if, like if the, I can the tone of and I, I, I know Cole would think it be the movie would be worse. If, well, if he's in it, you know, if he's playing the sort of like if, if he's playing like Rick McConnell, you know, in sort of this movie. Yeah,
3: but what I. If I can drop Kayfabe for a second. Yeah, just do it. Uh, w- I, I actually think Brendan Fraser would be uh, too earnest. Mm. I, I think if this movie works, it needs to kick more into the like Meathead. almost inhumanly strange and nihilistic. Because, yeah, this like this, edge yeah. that this movie kind of does walk. This at Duke points. is
2: like. His weird thing is he's very engaged in the plot of this movie. Yeah, he wants to be there, and I think Brendan would play a guy who like thinks he's too cool for it, or like you know, would have his own. You are of-
3: just you are just describing Dwayne. You realize that, right? I
2: in general or in the next one.
3: I mean, both.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: You're you're kind of asking for more of a Luke Hobbs energy, and hey, you know what? I never want no a Luke Hobbs energy. <laughs>
0: Remember when Hobbes was, like, kind of a fresh addition to those movies? He was
3: such a fresh
0: no, addition! And,
2: and, and he's still fresh in the seventh one, I feel like. I, the, I feel like his stuff in the seventh one, he does he does it good three times. Here's And then here, it feels like the worst thing ever.
3: Here's the problem with Hobbes. Is Hobbes comes in as such a fresh addition in five, and, like... I still think he kind of keeps it going through seven, though it's it's lesser returns, right? Like he's worse than six, and then he's additionally worse than seven, right? He's he's fine in seven, but mm-hmm. you're, you're you're going downhill. Sure. Part of what happens is something about Hobbs being in those movies means that Vin needs to like turn Dom into this more Hobbs-like figure, yeah. and that destabilizes everything. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. Because pre... It's not even in five. It starts in six. In six, Dom starts acting more like cops, And that kind of ruins Dom as a character.
0: Once Dom drops yeah. at this core that he's like a criminal with a heart of gold. Yeah. He just kind of becomes like a... Like and th- and
3: that's that's what hurts these movies, honestly, is it's that true. they've lost the thread yeah. of Dom. They've lost and that of- they lost Brian. Like, Brian is always... is Brian, they fucking should have stopped after 7. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. No, they I They should agree. have stopped after 7. 7 was a perfect finale.
3: Yeah. There's stuff in 9 that I find, like, incredibly beautiful. No, but- I
0: agree. Yeah, but...
3: I, I I told Mark that I don't like the fucking magnet car stuff in Nine, and I he like lost his shit. And I'm like, nine. no, magnet it's bad, and cool. you know I it's bad. I love
2: the telekinetic cars in Nine. They're so cool. fun. Cool. They're
3: cool. You know what? You know what They're I, I love, love, love in Nine? There's a dial, Cole,
2: and the dial. I know there's a dial. The car towards the, you. A dial if you destiny? turn it left, and if you turn it right, it throws See, the car away from you. You Cole, guys, I Cole, might I be want... fucking GI Joe brained right now, but that's that's so fucking simple and clean to me. I love it so much.
3: I want something different out of the Fast and Furious movies. Sure. If you told me the next Fast and Furious movie had no action scenes, I would be fine as long as the stuff that you put in the actionless Fast and Furious movie is on the level of fucking Ludacris and Tyrese in space talking about how they're just two guys from the hood and they never should have gotten this far. <laughs> That's what I want out of yeah. a Fast and Furious movie, is it's like the poetic beauty. Of it all. I don't give a shit about the action. The action's normally bad. I like the fucking Zen, this was my Mexico shit in those movies. Yeah. And
2: that's
3: I don't why know. the first do you, one's do, so you good. Like,
2: do you like the race car stuff at the top of nine? Like like all the weird flashbacky stuff. It is oh, no, of, no, I love the flashback. Yeah, that's the best stuff. best stuff of that movie. I feel the like flashback all the stuff all the, in all that all movie the crime stuff. Is is great, yeah, it's all that's
3: the, the tone the I want, things, and yeah. I like I like the space stuff in that movie because that's the only other stuff in that movie and that like, that like walks about, into yeah. that Tokyo Drift energy. I
2: like that about Nine is that it tries to you know I feel like when Hobbs came in it became. Yes, I'm going to sound so wacky here, but it does pull him away from Brian. Yeah, and it pulls him away yep. from sort of the family element in yep. six, and somehow lands it in seven. But in eight, it's completely eight is nothing. Eight There's is no family. It's because Brian's there, gone. There it's because Brian's gone. But then, in re, but recentering it around his brother in the ninth one is yes. is a smart But move. even though I, it is, I
3: think it's notable that all the stuff in nine that works, even when it involves Dom, doesn't involve Vin, right? Yeah. Like, you have to recast Dom to get good Dom stuff in F9. Damn. Fast X, I'm a little worried. I'm so terrified.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm
3: a little worried. Um, I hope Justin Lin gets to make a real movie again. Make Tokyo Drift 2 with old Lucas Black. I don't (laughs) care. Because I know it would be a real movie, is the thing.
0: Remember when he was going to do the the uh, like the toy race car movie, whatever it's called? That would have been fun. I wish
3: I wish he was doing Gran Turismo instead of Blomkamp. Even though I think that movie looks really good, yeah. Uh, I just think it would be better if Lin was there. He should have made. All right, here's here's what I'm going to say, Mark. You're not going to like this, but look into your heart and you'll know I'm right. Justin Lin should have made Ford versus Ferrari.
2: It, no, hell yeah. No, no, I'm there with you. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, you get, and that's yeah. He loves. I think he would really lean into like the older, like the limitations of cars. You know what I'm saying? Is he? He seems like the kind of guy who would care about that kind of shit. So, yeah.
3: Can I just propose something, Jeff? And I'm not the host of the show, so we don't have to do this. But I just want to propose something. Yeah. At the pace we're going we're not gonna get through everything in this movie
0: <laughs> i can i
2: can
3: get us through it what if okay I time you?
0: what about what, what you? can you do it in, in a minute well we're gonna have to sidebar to talk about jg <laughs> when we get to well
3: because there, there. that's what i'm saying is there's stuff in this movie i want to talk about and that we are like hours away from getting to <laughs> i
0: i can get us through all the the nonsense and, really and, quick in how long i do want to challenge you all right i want to put some stakes give me a time thing. give me a time
3: so, we can't cut in. We got to just let you finish the plot. Yeah, you want me to do
0: the whole plot of this movie? Can you do it in 45 seconds? I can you do it in 45 seconds? Ready? And go. All right. So, the Baroness and Storm Shadow come and they steal the the, uh, the nanobots. Uh, General Hawk is injured. They then track them to Paris. The Joes go. They intercept them in a cool chasing. The Eiffel Tower is destroyed. Um, it's tragic.
3: That's Duke, 45 minutes, Mark. But they managed, Shit.
0: To, they managed to save the rest of Paris. <laughs> and you have 29 seconds. Left. Okay, and they've saved the rest of Paris. Duke is captured. He's taken to McCullen's base under the Arctic. They go to the Arctic. This is where Duke meets the doctor, played by Joseph Gordon-Levy. He discovers that he is his old squadmate, Rex, who is a military doctor. Um, Rex got turned into this creature during a bombing strike that Duke called him. Um, the Joes all attack the base. The doctor manages to escape with um, McCullen, whose face gets melted into a mask named Destro for some reason. Um, Duke breaks Anna's conditioning and then turns the Baroness good. They escape, capture Rex, who is Cobra Commander now, and the movie ends with Zartan revealed to be the President of the United States.
2: Yeah, there we yeah. go. Great.
3: I I saw this movie at a friend's house in like the first half of a double feature with Whippet in like January of 2010. I did not see this in theaters.
2: Yeah. Uh, was it a sleepover?
3: Uh, no. Damn. I That's was like,
2: sleepover double feature.
3: Six. How go? How, how, I was a 17 and I was not crashing at her house. Uh, also, it wasn't. No, no. Um. Anyway, it's we could not get over the fucking fact that they just fucking ethered the Eiffel Tower in this movie. We thought yeah. it was the funniest shit in the world that Paris just gets fucking destroyed. Is that one movie. of
2: your scenes or no?
3: No, I just think it's funny. What
2: are it, your scenes? No, it's. Do really- you want me
3: to tell you that there are, okay, there are two scenes in this movie that are burned into my memory. Yes. Right? I saw this movie once almost 14 years ago, and I truly think about these two scenes probably once every other week. They, they captivate me. I think they are <laughs> miles above everything in this movie. Yes, hit me with it. And watching them. This time around, I was, like, just, like, waiting for these two <laughs> things to happen, and they totally pay off. Uh, The first is the Snake Eyes origin story in which two children fucking beat the ever-loving <laughs> dog shit out of each other in a kitchen. Yes. The most insane scene in this movie, right? <laughs> Every so often, it will cut to flashbacks explaining yeah. the relationship between... uh Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow it's funny that and the, the, only the ones first who one them that, of them it's the most engaging
2: like a, action set piece of the movie as well
3: I don't yeah even... it, it is like a 10 a 10 year old Snake Eyes like break is like an orphan like urchin breaks into a kitchen to try to steal some food 10 year old Storm Shadow finds him and there's like this incredibly brutal like martial yeah. arts fight scene yeah. with these two kids just throwing each other around a kitchen it's such a weird thing to happen in I the love middle of the design of, this movie. of
2: them too I love that he's like sort of like a street urchin in black the Snake Eyes yeah and the storm the, shadow guys like fresh from fucking taekwondo practice you know what i'm saying you yeah. no, yeah, uh, i mean the, practice, the ethics of kinda...
3: having this in your movie are kind of fucked <laughs> but it's also just a, a, a crazy thing to put in the movie yes. and i kind of again it's that more sadistic nihilistic energy that i want this movie to have yeah through. uh it's it's probably the best scene in the movie <laughs> if you think i wasn't thinking about that every week of my life mark you're crazy <laughs> You know me.
0: I, I, that whole, the whole Storm Shadow Snake Eyes business is fun. How Snake Eyes, like, swore a vow of silence because Storm Shadow killed their master back in the day. It's so melodramatic. Yeah.
3: You want it to actually pay off in the movie proper.
0: And it it, it only does in a fight at the end that, like, there's no real. Isn't very good.
3: Isn't very good.
0: Um but yeah the uh the Eiffel Tower does just get decked. It's fucking ethered in this movie. It's insane. They destroy um, the Eiffel Tower and like a little bit else of Paris, but that's it. Just the yeah. Eiffel Tower. J- uh, yeah. Cole, what's the other
2: scene?
3: <laughs> okay. Just bear with me here, okay? Yes. At the end of the movie, they launch the missiles, right? Yes. Like the first, they use the Cobra uses the first missile to destroy the apple Tower as <laughs> <is laughs> like a show of yeah. force. But then they keep the other missiles like locked in their base to like fire them off at yeah. cities. And when the, Joes in the jet, jet the...
2: yet, yeah, Rip... what is is Ripcord in the jet yet?
3: No, this is what I'm saying. Okay. Ripcord gets in the jet to go shoot down these missiles, and he has a moment with Scarlet that I, th- I, I I'm obsessed with because you think it's gonna be they're like. Big declaration of love, right? Yeah. And it is. But all that it is, is that she, like, stops him. She leans over and, like, kisses him gently. She says, good luck. He says, make sure you save Duke. And then he's just gone. (laughs) I swear to God. I think it's the better version of the I love you. I know stuff from Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) Uh, There is, I find, because no, no, no. For once in this, for once in this movie, movie, this movie kind of gets to a truth of these people being like action heroes, superheroes, which is that they're, it's, they're not going to say anything poignant in that moment, yeah. right? They don't have time to say anything poignant. They need to stay focused on the mission. And the fact that the movie has the balls to have this be the big romantic payoff, I find beautiful. And I think both actors sell it so well. And, and that he's well. focused it's, on it's saving his boy. truly genius.
2: You could ne- never have thought about that scene or remember it. Or you could think the opposite and Cole will still sell you on it. It's
3: true. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. I think about this scene all the time. I think it's a brilliant no, piece of filmmaking. Do. Yeah. I love it. I it's it, it it's just that it comes out of nowhere cuz every other scene between the two of them they're like no chemistry whatsoever. And it, this scene fucking whips. What what did you write down? <laughs> just do it. In my he wrote notes down in, in my notes, notes. I
0: forgot I wrote this in my notes. I just wrote, "Ha, oh, oh, Paris is destroyed." Oh, <laughs> 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 Um, I, I watched this movie like a week ago. So
3: <laughs> <laughs> I watched this movie yesterday. I, I, can I say this, guys? Yeah. I, I watched that Scarlet Ripcord scene like right before I hopped on Mike, and I was like, "Oh, it's so fucking good! It's so fucking good!" Like I just pulled it up on YouTube and I watched yeah. it again. Uh, yeah. It rules. Oh my god.
0: Well,
2: uh, I think he. I think he's a competent studio guy. Yeah, Summers. summers. No. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. He, he, he made kind of, of. He made essentially one yeah. masterpiece. He. Yeah, he does this. Does he not make a movie after this again? He makes Odd he Thomas. He makes Odd and
3: Thomas, which is a fucking disaster. I've seen
2: Odd it, it, Thomas. It's really bad. It's really it's weird.
3: terrible. Um and it like the the thing the thing that extra sucks about Odd Thomas is, is that one of Yelchin's last leading roles. And it's like career worst performance from him. Yeah. Uh does he Yeah, that movie's awful.
0: Jeff, do you have any idea what he's doing now? Um Summers. Yeah. oh uh, God, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's I think
3: doing he's anything. de facto retired. Mm.
0: I think the only thing that gets Summers back at this point is if post Oscar win. Yeah. I Universal to... comes out tomorrow and says, yeah. Hey, mummy Four, Brendan Fraser, Rachel. Oh Likes. God.
3: Do not put that evil out <laughs> in the world. I was do not to... say like a sequel. Mummy. I movie.
0: was trying to find like what some, like, I am. N- I am like 60% sure. That that's going to oh, get announced. Some things he was attached and to. And I think that's that, That's the Summers. If Summers yeah. wants to come back, that's the comeback.
2: His golden period, he was going to do a Tarzan. He was shopping around, which seems like obvious after his sort of run. He was attached, that would be, at a, he was attached to Night at the Museum originally. Um, that,
3: that makes sense, right? That's, that's a,
2: good. He was going to do a Flash Gordon. Kind of interesting, he didn't do a space thing, you know. Yeah. I, I could thing see him Doing Stephen like a Summers. very big sort of like King Arthur movie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If he did like a King he, Arthur, here's like the a...
3: thing about Stephen Summers, is even at his best he's bad Joe Johnson. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I think like if Joe Johnson is struggling to get work, yeah, Stephen Summers is going to be extra struggling to get work.
2: Yeah, it reminds he reminds me a little bit too of the uh, of the Waterworld guy, the guy who did like uh, the you know uh, Kevin Costner's guy who did like Prince of yeah. Thieves and stuff like that these guys who just do like a round of like six years of like big blockbusters and then yeah yeah
3: the uh a uh, 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 brendan fraser as old rick o'connell in a Lego sequel mummy movie that sucks would be the funniest payoff to this fake comeback he's no having. but
2: you know it's not going to be that it's going to be a peacock streaming show or something like that yeah exactly it, 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 that's what it would be it wouldn't be a big movie I, i'll bet money that gonna do
3: it's it. it's i said this to you jeff but I'm going to say this on mic. The The funniest thing in the world is that the first piece of career news to come after Brendan Fraser's fraudulent ostra win is that he gets cut out of the most anticipated movie of the year.
2: Yeah. Uh, like,
3: that's the level of this comeback, actually.
2: Who do you have on that episode you have to tell them? They can't do it anymore. Oh, God. Me. You were, yeah, that sucks.
3: I booked that episode and the second that news came out, I was like, crap, oh, we're not that doing movie, that. If he's that not fucking still in
2: getting it. released, And you're not doing an episode, but we're doing a back row episode. We are doing a back row episode. Cut I mean, that. You, cut you, that,
3: Stuart. You cut can, that.
2: You can cut that out. Yeah.
3: Stuart, edit point, an hour and 58 minutes in. <laughs>
0: um, okay. okay uh, did
3: you address this? Did you address this on Mike? Gang Stewart like walked away thirty minutes ago. Well, the funny thing why... is, is like, is like Stewart's energy is like he could have
2: come back and been sitting there, and they wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing that back up. It's just good to have for context too. No, he yeah. he's still present. Are we gonna do a Don John or Don Cast John Cast now?
3: Yeah. So someone, well, someone needs to do the incredibly difficult job of turning off the recorder at the end. Like we're <laughs> fucked if he doesn't come back.
0: So so happy he's not here. I right know <laughs> for that shit. So. Uh, the the big, I I want to talk about the the doctor performance JGL because we've Fucking... we've like kind of been h- hinting around it but we've never actually talked about it yet
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, when, when when you see this is big that <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's, he's reaching for the button oh shit don't break your finger, Stuart. he's turning it off shit so. This performance makes so much more sense When you see that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was like I get to wear all that makeup I'm in Right?
0: He was really excited that He gets to
3: The voice is the weirdest thing I've ever heard In my world I talk like this
2: Is that it? no you can like totally hear his voice underneath yeah. it which I love i I like that about it yeah. at least it doesn't sound like it's a... it's just
3: weird that it's not a Cobra commander impression or a dr mindbender impression well like that's what's strange about it this was also that that deeply annoying era and this is one of the first examples <laughs> of that uh something that weirdly happens to joseph Gordon 11 multiple times but where studios decide they're gonna try to like bamboozle audiences vis-a-vis who a character is an actor is yeah. playing do you know what i'm saying
2: give me other because, uh, yeah you just say if you're uh, john harris um uh yeah yeah, Benedict Con Con just Con, yeah.
3: um joey's going love as robin marion cotillard as talia agul right like this brief window where you like everyone lies to the press even though Everyone's already figured it out So they can have like a third act reveal That never ever lands Um, The thing that's weird about this one is I couldn't find anything I distinctly remember That when Joseph Gordon-Levitt was announced To be in this movie in like 2008 Because I was a huge Joseph Gordon-Levitt head when this movie came out right? He was my guy. I saw everything he was in Um, I distinctly remember them saying He was playing Cobra Commander And then they walked it back
0: could you find right. anything? It's, but it's... I
3: couldn't find it. But I remember this happening.
0: Here's the thing: I watched this movie, and I the entire time I'm like, "Well, clearly Eccleston's going to be turned into Cobra Commander." Having never yeah. seen anything GI Joe related, but
2: then before. he says Destro like thirty minutes. I don't in. Know That's the problem. Is. Destro is like his sort of like right hand man. I imagine yeah.
0: from what I've read yes. about the yeah. cartoon. Yeah. And then the twist at the end that it's actually the doctor character. I thought he's just like playing a character named the doctor.
3: Well, he's supposed to be Dr. Mindbender. Like that's the yeah. that's the fake out they think they're doing.
0: Yeah. And then it turns out that uh, Benny uh, from the Mummy, Kevin, J. Kevin J. O'Connor is, O'Connor is, playing. is playing. Okay. Here's MovieWeb in 2008,
2: a year before the movie. Justin Gordon-Levitt is playing the best friend to Duke, leader of G.I. Joe... Blah, blah, blah. No, this is the first thing I'm seeing about him a year out Maybe and I just saw fan speculation
3: yet. Like I said, I'm just remembering what The tenor on this movie was coming out That it felt like everyone knew He was playing Cobra Commander Cobra Magnificent creature Nature's clean reaper And single hey. lethal purpose Unseen until it strikes
4: Its venom can kill a full-grown elephant With a single bite that nice. so venom, venom can kill a full-grown 20 elephant 20 with a single bite
3: Oh, my God. You know what it like, almost is? It sounds kind of like Michael you know, Wincott. No, you know um, what it almost is? No, a little is? bit. No, guys. He's doing a pinhead. <laughs> he's almost doing a pinhead voice. Like, I think that's what it actually Incredible, is. Incredible, isn't
0: it? <sighs> he'd be a good pinhead. It's like, clearly, he'd be, he'd be good Joseph Gordon-Levitt underneath this.
3: Yes. But regular Joe here. Regular Don oh Johnny. Actually, truly, though, as weird as that is, the weirder voice is the voice he does as Rex. In the flashback scenes, what's his because he can't voice? seem to say any sentence normally, <laughs> right? He almost sounds like an early AI model that doesn't know how inflection works. <laughs> an insane actor, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I alluded to this earlier, but you know what? The other weird thing about this movie's release date is what this movie comes out August seventh, two thousand nine, which is the same day Five Hundred Days of Summer comes out. Oh shit! Yeah,
0: it's a it's the the weekend of JGL.
3: Which, I, I, I wonder if that's a, like, opening after Yang on the same day as Batman. the Batman, so you can have the the character actor... Do press like, for both? D- do press for both. You basically yeah. suck up some of the press from the other one. But it's so weird that, like, one of these movies ended up being, like, the most iconic Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, and the other one is completely forgotten, and the one that's forgotten is the big blockbuster. <laughs> Because it's not just that people forget that he's in this. This movie is no cultural tale, right?
0: Yeah, no. No one remembers this yeah. movie.
3: Yeah. Except for us, who've been talking about it for two Except years. for Stewart's us, because never as, as I have never said, I think this of this shit. one incidental dialogue exchange all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah you, you have uh, the two scenes you remember. I'm always going to yeah. remember the uh, cobras. Fantastic, aren't they?
3: Um, yeah, in 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 retrospect, this is a much more in line with who Justice Court Levin is as an actor performance than the Five Hundred Days performance. I think we were all just bamboozled after Five Hundred Days came out to thinking that like this guy might be the next leading man, but he's too fucking insane. Yeah, he likes crazy things, yeah, but not even necessarily in an interesting way.
0: He, I mean,
2: re- uh,
3: he's weird.
2: I love him. <laughs> I, I love weird. him. I love him. I, I
0: love great. him. He's given one of my favorite performances fantastic. of all
3: time. He's fantastic. responsible for my all-time favorite piece of celebrity gossip. I think um,
0: Recently, I mean, what's the last – is it is it Trial Chicago 7? Is that the last real thing he did?
2: No, he was in a...
0: Pinocchio? I'm not counting a... Pinocchio. Yeah, he voices have, Jiminy no, you Cricket. You to count Pinocchio.
3: You do have to count Pinocchio. he did <laughs> something
0: this year. Yeah, he was in – Pinocchio. Flora, <laughs> Flora and Son. No, it's not. He's in the next Beverly Hills Cop.
3: Mark, Maybe you're forgetting it. the big one. What? He's the he's Don. Knives Out.
0: Yep. He's the Don. <laughs> that's what in you're Glass thinking.
3: Of. So the thing, the thing that's interesting about him is, so starting now, because like I said, the few years before this movie, when movie, he basically he comes back to acting movies, after going to school, because he's a child actor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the few years before this movie, he puts up this run where he's getting talked about as like the next great actor, right? Yeah. Uh, Like Mysterious Skin, Brick, Havoc, The Lookout, Stop Loss, right? Those movies are, you know, not big hits, but they're getting him serious critical attention. And then he does this, and everyone's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And then he does 500 Days of Summer, and now he's fucking off to the races, right? And it's this run of slowly, like, Lowered returns from him after 500 days of summer. I've where seen he's seen Inception, he's in 50-50. I'm oh, sure but
2: even what? He, even his
3: post He's in Hesher. Yeah, ele- and people ele- are ele- like
2: Electrolux, but my guess is he shot Electrolux before five hundred
3: He days. shot Electrolux early and he has a cameo in Electrolux. Yeah. Um because he's friends with that director. But like
2: Premium he's Rush. in
3: Lincoln, he's in Premium Rush, he's in Dark Knight Rises, and he does Don John. It's never landing, and then he does Don John. <laughs> And that kind of craters his career. And he does a couple more movies post Don John. And then he fully goes on like semi-retirement. Yeah. And the thing
0: that Don The post Don John run is Sin City, The Walk, The Night Before, Snowden. And then the next time he's the lead in a movie is 2019 in 7500. Which
3: actually comes out in 2020. So with the exception of his cameos in The Last Jedi and Knives Out. There's a four year gap when he's not in movies. And then he has come back and he's been working a lot. He was in a fucking best picture nominee. But like is that's Hit the Record thing about Joseph Gordon Levitt? What?
2: Is Hit Record 2013?
3: When does he launch Hit Record? Yeah. Is it
2: the same as uh, John? buddy?
3: 2005. 2005. 2005? Yes. That's the other thing about Joseph Gordon Levitt is he launches the company that could have been YouTube. He launches a YouTube competitor The year YouTube launches yeah, Hit record and go But because he's so fucking weird He like decides he wants it to be this like Artistic community space And not a video hosting platform So like Joseph Gordon-Levitt could have been The guy who founded YouTube And instead Coming back from retirement 10 years after he was like the hottest guy in America No one gives a shit that he's in movies anymore Yeah, And that's kind of his own fault
0: it's it's much like Brendan the, <laughs> there's a very no, there's a very clear comparison I mean, to be drawn I
3: could here. list 25 <laughs> no. Joseph Gordon-Levitt no. performances that are better there's than the performance clear Brendan Fraser there's his
2: here. own arm off and holding it out with the other arm to make that reach
0: back to Brendan <laughs> no there's a very clear line here hi Stuart <laughs>
3: Stuart's back, everybody.
0: And that I think that there's something to this movie being like Brendan on his way out, the movie about Brendan on his way out. Where he has one scene, JGL on his way in. Um, and yet both not of them... even,
3: not even on his way in. So much as this sense of like, can can he jump to this next level? And him being like scorching the earth. I don't I don't care about my career.
2: I'd say that this you know? is the year that he's on his way, like, into the mainstream. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's 500 Days in Summer is the is
3: one that really kickstarts yeah.
4: it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, he was only on your bedroom wall before that, and then after 500 Days <laughs> Summer, he was on everybody's bedroom wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You had the Mysterious Skin poster on your bedroom wall, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. He's yeah. so
3: good at Mysterious Skin. He's so good in Brick. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen The Lookout? No. No. The first Scott Frank movie? No, that movie rules.
2: What, when's his bike messenger movie? I love that 2012. 2012. No, no, no,
3: premium, premium, rush. Yeah. premium rush is great. the year he's in four movies. That's great. It's Dark Knight Rises, premium
0: think, rush, looper Lincoln. Yeah,
3: you know what? I think lineup. really, really hurts his career almost as much as Don John. What? It's that everyone thinks the performance in Dark Knight Rises is silly, mm-hmm. and it's that he gives like the worst performance in Lincoln.
0: He's he's a little dodgy in Lincoln.
3: He's dog shit in Lincoln. It's also that Looper isn't very good. That's not his fault. That's, but that's not. Fault. But
0: yeah, but that's not
2: that's not indicative of his career. That movie, I
3: think. No, I mean,
2: it's but not. You actually, could think, that, think that you, you can think that, but that is not indicative. Of well, that movie, that movie but okay, can I can I throw this out, Mark? Good. Can I throw this him. out, Mark? Yeah, sure.
3: He has to go head with head with Bruce Willis in that movie, and he can't do it. He can't okay. do it. Okay.
2: He's pretty good. That that that, be, that that I'm hurts gonna be your quiet. stock. I'm gonna, be quiet.
3: I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna be quiet.
2: That hurts your stock. It's so great that Bruce Willis is, is that good in that movie. He's great. That's
3: cover. the, so the good last that good movie. Bruce Willis year, because he gives his best performance he's ever given in his career that year too. And he's terrific in Looper. Um
0: He's good in glass.
2: She- I when whenever Cole just sets me up for a fact like that, I'm like
3: bad in glass. He's he in is glass. bad in glass. You shut the fuck He's up. He's so bad in glass. He's really
0: good in glass. Mike, is he terrible good in, glass? in glass? Is he good in glass? I'm staying out of this right now. Stuart you've seen glass. He is Stewart. M Night Shyamalan's glass. Stuart has not seen glass. <laughs> what you've seen glass? M Night Shyamalan's glass.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> is, Bruce, is Bruce Willis good in that movie?
2: Jeff the back half of this whole season is gonna be so much fun for you. Oh gosh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
3: you. Stuart! Stuart, my boy. Stuart, you with and me, Stuart, are always This
0: is gonna it's gonna be better than our late stage Travolta run because at least like he likes Brendan. First. <laughs> Stuart has to watch and then record furry vengeance after
2: this. <laughs> That's my most anticipated episode
3: Stuart, of did this you just whole Stuart, did you just go and watch For Vengeance on 4 Dead speed? <laughs> Is that why you were gone for 30 minutes? No. No. <laughs> Stuart, what's your favorite scene in G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra? I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what's your least favorite scene, Stuart?
1: Favorite scene in
3: G.I. Joe. Is where the movie ended. <laughs> no, no, I call bullshit because that's the worst scene in the movie. When the movie ends, the end credits, the worst part of this movie. Black eyepiece. It's the bad Boom Boom Pow remix.
0: Yeah, it's very weird that this ends with. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a Boom Boom Pow
2: movie. This is a BB Bob Boop movie. Thank you very
3: yeah. much. Can I actually say what my least favorite part of this movie is? It's like five minutes before the end. Just Gordon Levitt has just become Cobra Commander. Yes, and then... his voice has gotten deeper <laughs> for some <laughs> reason <laughs> and not higher. <laughs> it's like, like, uh, dude, incomprehensible.
2: Then, dude, that prison they put them in, yeah. where it's just like the cylinder with the lasers, yeah. and then they put the hard like wall shield over yeah. it. That's that's some terrifying shit. Yeah, when you really some fucking X Men shit. When you really stop and think about it, though. Okay. But, but Magneto had it better than that. It's not. He's he's
3: turned he's turned McCollin into Destro. He yeah. has become commander. Call me Commander. Call me, right? Me, Cobra. Yeah. This movie is called G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra. Cobra has risen, right? Yeah. You're expecting that the sequel hook Is going to be that Cobra Commander is out there And then no! he's on a fucking submarine And Channing Tatum like, Pulls up in a submarine next to him And is like Cobra Commander You're under arrest And and Cobra Commander goes You and whose army And Channing Tatum just goes My army And then a bunch of boats pull up next to him Stuart can you do me a favor Hmm can you do an audio drop of like the world's saddest deflating balloon after I said whose army? Because it fucking. Stuart's sucks. gonna do that it's... at the top of the episode.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna go, guys, heads up! I did write in my notes: intro, Robert yeah. Commander immediately arrested. There we go.
3: Yeah, yeah, Stuart, You do. You probably should warn people that this episode's gonna be too good for them to listen to <laughs> in a single sitting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I got a smile I got a smile It is so funny
0: How like the, It literally just cuts From him being like No oh, to, like them in this no! prison, To them in this Fucking Magneto ass But I'm just
3: You know Three years later When a little movie Called The Avengers Yeah Does the same thing Like you and what Army joke The payoff to that Is like the best gag In the movie because it's fucking, I don't need an army, I have a Hulk. Or whatever, yeah. right? Like, that's functionally the joke. Having just say, like, who and what army? This army. A <laughs> like, bunch
0: of dudes that, you've never
3: seen before. Fuck? Yeah, like, if that's the case, why haven't they been here this whole movie? Like... It, <laughs> um. It's the most first draft part of this very it, first draft. I'm glad
0: movie. you brought up the Avengers, because I do want to say Alan Sylvester does the score to this movie. And it's literally You couldn't tell me that. It's
3: no. literally just the score
0: he uses <laughs> in Captain America the first Avenger and the Avengers. It's the exact same score. Really? If you listen, like there's even like the same riffs. He clearly just like wrote this and then like He Zimmered, in, it. He like, zimmered it And then he just like he's like, Well, no one saw G.I. Joe. I'll just use this again for Captain America, but I'll change up a few parts. Down to like when they open like the nanobot canister, it's the exact same music cue that happens when they open up the Tesseract in the Avengers. It's like the doo doo doo. Is there a four K of this? Is there four K of this? I know there's there is a four K of this. Of this? Yes, do I do it? not own it. Oh, shit. I thought about buying it, but I was like, no, I'll just I'm just gonna rent G.I. Joe. I don't it's need to buy the four K. It's a movie I
3: don't. Oh, no.
0: Um but then we gotta talk about the real twist at the end of this movie. Um When Jonathan Price plays the president in like four scenes, completely disconnected from the rest of the plot is the is the weird stuff about the president.
3: I love it when someone plays a president in the movie and the character is just the president.
0: Yes. He does not have a name. As near as I can tell.
3: Yeah, just that'd be a fun uh that'd be a fun like program like like film series to do is movies that just have a generic unnamed president. Yeah, Because uh, off the top of my head I'm saying you could do this You could do Iron Man 3 yeah, that's, You yeah. could do The Contender And you could do Mr. Smith Goes to Watch <laughs> <laughs> I'd like
1: to contribute
0: something
3: Yes, hit me with it Did you
1: guys already talk about The amount of times Arnold Bosley whistles No No, but I it's a nice payoff But except that he does it like 90 times in the movie Yeah and so when he people does. People are that, stupid. Are they that stupid? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, they, they are. Because, like,
1: the whole like Stuart, twist they're so of the president... so stupid.
2: I was like, that seems a little like. Are, are people going to get that?
3: Stuart, Stuart, I was you were assuming like... that someone in the process of watching the film G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra has, like, two functioning brain cells. <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs>
1: I don't know. It just bothered me out. Yeah, no there, fair. Like leaning into it. Well and they also show the scene where he gets his face changed. Granted they don't show who he's turning into uh, who he's turning into. But it's like f- yeah. You can like it I feel like it's like I this movie came out when <laughs> I was a
0: little kid. And I probably didn't, like, understand what was happening. You know part is weird to me? What? About, is when, you know, the president, he starts the whistling, and then, like, he holds up, like, a wily e. Coyote-style picket sign, <laughs> and it just says, I'm Zartan. I thought <laughs> like, that's a little weird that the president just has that in his office. <laughs> I, I
2: really love the scene where it's just a close-up on Jonathan Price's face, and he just goes... <gasps> so that's what this is about.
0: And then it cuts well, like back to the battle. Well, and it's you
1: hear so Jonathan Price's voice. Yeah. He says, hello, Mr. President. Yeah, And
0: it's like, it's, the the weird thing is that the president the president, <laughs> Shep, that was really funny just, the president <laughs> never has a storyline with multiple with he never has a scene with any other character until this reveal.
1: well and there's no is there a scene in GI Joe retaliation where they explain all the dead bodies in the bunker
3: <laughs> or where Bold all those, of you to re- assume or, I remember or
1: where all those people went. <laughs> He's because just... he went down to the bunker with a lot of his staffers, yeah. I am assuming, in which the one Cobra
3: rogue he secret... just he just pushed him on time the table. out secret time surf. out time out breaking news breaking news
0: breaking news hit me with it
3: Rick Roman <laughs> director of Greenland Angel is Fallen and mentioned on this episode Snitch, has just announced that he is going to be doing a sequel to Cliffhanger. With Stallone.
2: Oh, wow.
3: <laughs> Jeff.
2: That is breaking Woo! news. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, you know
3: what that means. Stallone zone. We got to go to the Stallone zone soon.
0: <laughs> Jeff. Yes. It is 12. I know. I know. It's, 12, it's actually 12.19. <laughs> we need to wrap it up. We got 11 minutes. <laughs> we need to wrap it up. Um. So, okay. the mo- that We've talked about the movie, right? I think we've covered the plot.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I can think of a couple actors we didn't get to, but... I mean, I can I just put, put
3: a cap around to my desk or whatever thing? Hit me with it. It's that for all that this performance is weird, none of the weirdness ends up really feeling like it matters. It's just him goofing off almost in a void. Yes. And he's having fun, but I don't know that it necessarily adds to anything, which is why I think I'm more inclined to give weigh is as, like, doing the job... Performance, mm-hmm. the the best in show. But
2: Lord. he's like he's in a big summer blockbuster action movie, and for him, I can see him like seizing the moment and fucking showing yeah. up, putting in work. Doing I job. just
3: like the Wayans brothers, and yeah. I want better for all of them. Always is my big.
0: No, thing. it's cool. He got to be an action star. Yeah, and it's funny that this like that he does share all these scenes with Channing, where Channing is like yeah. so dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yet. He's like still giving, like, he could have like fed off that energy and just like kind of done a bad guy. It's so Genere funny. Channing gap.
2: was like so like headstrong on doing Gambit. Yeah. Because I, I just can't see him. It would him have like, been so bad. I can't see him fucking delivering on that or just even committing that hard. I don't know what that JGL was. JGL
0: could do Gambit. Oh.
3: JGL could do Gambit and he would go to jail
0: <laughs> <laughs> He would be arrested for it. Oh my my, oh, ho, ho.
3: <laughs> Down in the
0: French corner, it's me, gang. like, oh wow!
3: <laughs> off it. off, Mike. Remind me to tell you the good bit of Joe Score Eleven gossip I have.
0: Yes. So this movie comes out August seventh, two thousand nine. Um, it premieres at Andrews Air Force Base in Maryland. Um, I bet it went over and, really well. And then it releases in four thousand theaters. Um, it opens number one with $55 fifty five million, fifty four point seven technically. Um, it earns an additional forty four million international in the same weekend. It's the third Hasbro movie to open number one at the box office. Mark, when the episode's over, just hit the stop button. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm getting food delivered. Well, here. Mark, Mark I, I don't.
3: That's think, really wait, hard, buddy. <laughs> write it, it down, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> um,
2: there's like. 20 buttons on there, Stuart. Can so I,
3: I briefly, know it. like, we used to be a much better country. Uh, the, the top 10 this the week this movie opens. Yes. Let me just run through this for you. G.I. Joe. Julie and fucking Julie is at number two. G-Force. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, the best Harry Potter movie. Public enemies. Funny people. Mm. The Ugly Truth. American masterpiece, a perfect getaway. Aliens in the attic, five hundred days of summer, and then fucking orphan number ten. Like, imagine if we had a box office top ten that was that varied and that high quality. Now, mm-hmm. I did a. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's rose-colored. I last. did a drive
2: and no. double that summer of uh, G-force and Public Enemies. It was fantastic. That's nuts. Public so
3: Enemies is insane. number seventeen because Mark, you forget Public Enemies, fucking.
2: Bombed. Yeah, no, I know, but still a good summer.
3: That's awesome. Is this, is it, Public just, Enemies is also six weeks old yeah. at this point. You
0: didn't say Sorcerer's Apprentice, did you? It's not that summer, is it?
3: That's the next year. The Sorcerer's next year, Apprentice is year. 2010. Okay.
0: So this movie um, ends up grossing $302 million worldwide on a 175 Fine. budget. It's like not enough to be a big success, but it's just enough that they're like, this is a
3: marketable franchise. Especially with Transformers in your back pocket. Yeah. Like
0: they, they've always you. been talking about doing a Transformers G.I. Joe crossover.
3: Yeah, it would be good.
0: It would probably be nuts. I would love it.
2: Did You're, I ever they're, tell they're, you... They're
0: actually coming to arrest me
3: right now. <laughs>
0: I a... was
2: like, I couldn't tell where the fucking sirens are coming from. Um, <laughs>
3: Did have I ever tell you my, my all-time best crossover idea, what? Jeff? I've told this to Mark, and he knows it's good. What is it? You know how they wanted to do 21 Jump Street uh, Men in Black? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what, Mark? You know what I'm about to say? to say. I think you yeah.
0: might have told me this before, but
3: anyway. The this is the crossover they should do with Men in Black. Is that an alien escapes in Miami, and Agent J and whoever his new partner is needs to go to Miami? But the aliens like off the oh, wait, grid. wait, wait, wait. hold on
0: one second. Restart what you just said to me. Okay, Stuart, put the headphones on. It's so important. This is so important. <laughs> <laughs> this is so important.
3: This is this is my best movie pitch ever. It's Men in Black 4, okay? An alien has escaped like a prison in Miami and is in the streets of Miami, but it's a shapeshifter and he's like gone underground. He has a cover identity. Agent J goes to Miami to track him down, but he can't find this alien. So he needs to go to two people, goes outside the MIB, interagency agreement to find the two people who can always get someone in Miami. And that's Detective Riggs and Murtaugh. Burnett and Murtaugh, it's fucking Men in Black 4, Bad Boys 4, Will and Will.
2: (laughs) It's two wills. Where there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) Where there's a will, there's a way.
3: And it's
0: Marcus Lowry. (laughs) Jeff, any final thoughts? Lowry. Uh, such a compelling
2: idea for a podcast where like, this could just start swinging at any second. Any final thoughts? (laughs) I am so happy that I, I, I woke up and watched Cole movie. any final and thoughts I came <laughs> and have this great conversation I
3: really love that scene between, between Martin Wayans and Wesley. Way Thank you everybody for listening no, to the podcast. No, wait, it was
2: wait, really great really to be on I this, this podcast. Me. I love being on Cole for, We haven't spoken in many years, uh, Cole. It was very good to be reconnected episode. with you. They make a sequel to this movie, this
0: movie called G. I. Joe Retaliation. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, really bad. Stuart, what did you the rock Next week what was week your Stuart, we'll be what did you get? Talking about the Stuart
1: retrospective for the mainstream success. Really oh, Stuart, what are you eating? What Thank you eating? Thank you, everybody. <laughs> and we'll be back uh, next Friday. What, do I not get to plug? Bye. Bang! Bang!
4: Bang!